And, and Zach said, isn't this romantic? And I was like, yeah, it's also real creepy. And now it's even creepier because you said it's romantic. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for Video Games Hot Dog, number 182? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're joined by a special guest, noted lady, Rachel Bass. That's me. That, that kind of Hi, Rachel. How's it going? We are joined by special guest, noted We're, lady, Rachel Bass. We have uh, we've decided yeah, to just rhymes. shuffle all the states, right? Because Rachel lives in Arizona, but is guesting in San out Francisco? here in San Francisco. And uh, and Zach is in Arizona. We don't know where Riff is, but somehow his audio is coming through. It's strange. Uh, I, I exist outside of space and time. Okay. And I'm sitting here next to yeah. Big Riff. <laughs> like a mummy banshee. <laughs> I've just always been here. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah but... the guys who own the office are asking if you're ever going to leave. <laughs> well, uh, the I answer mean, is... If he's already I mean, been there, yeah, he came with these so The answer is when the cops part of the me. fixtures. <laughs> Like, they know the answer to the question. I think they're just venting. <laughs> oh, seriously, we need to get get Riff and Big Riff next to each other for a photo op. So, so, yeah, it's, okay. so it's visibly confirmed. Hey, Riff, you coming yeah. to GDC? Uh, probably not. Oh. <laughs> well. Riff, Riff abhors travel of all kinds. Yeah, well, pretty much. I also I don't do, think GDC's but... coming to him. <laughs> Rachel, you're out there for the for the mystery if hunt. Have you guys, have you guys been yes. practicing puzzles? Uh, we have. We have. Yes. Mystery hunt sounds like one of those names you would try to trick the bartender into saying <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Edward Hunt. Yeah. Turns out Helen Hunt was just a real hippie, and that's what she named her kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mystery hunt, rainbow hunt, and. Mike Michael third joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no, have you have you guys have been solving puzzles? Have you have I'm serious. Have you been practicing puzzles? Yeah. Uh this past Saturday. Yeah, we did a we did a practice hunt uh, via the internet. Yeah. Um I didn't do that. That sounds like a great idea. Did you join the did you join the mailing list? No, I did not. Well, that's neither, my, that does, my neither problem. does anybody. Don't feel bad, Jim. Okay. <laughs> no, it was pretty great. There was the that Bob's Burger tie-in that Kevin is a that Kevin real figured commitment. Out. Okay. I want to I want to I want to be on your team, but I don't want to get a thousand emails from MIT people. Yeah, I would probably do what I did with every mailing list, which is just set it to auto uh, mark as red and then Maybe notice a message every few days. No, no, no. They're really efficient. It's MIT people. You get like two a day. It's, and it's oh, and if you ever need to year. borrow a drill, you can just email that list and somebody there will have a drill they will loan you. Because MIT people are fucking useful. Yeah, they stick together. <laughs> they, tr they trust one it's another true. implicitly. Yeah. Speaking of drills, uh, Rachel, your husband and I built a ramp today and then moved a bunch of uh, arcade cabinets up the front steps of my house. Here's I am super happy. I'm in California right now. Did you? <laughs> are you happier was, with the, the ramp that you built, built that or ramp. with the uh, handicap ramp that you purchased? Oh, I am much, much happier with the one that I purchased. Although the, the, to purchase one <laughs> the size of the one that I built would have cost like four or five hundred dollars. So I would have been less happy with that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I got a, I bought a ramp that's like for people who eat so much cotton candy that they can't walk anymore. Um, 
to put on their so steps. So they have to roll up the stairs? <laughs> is, that, yeah. is that like in the promotional materials? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, the too much cotton Are you too room. fat for yeah, yeah. the fair? It's got the little loco on it of the Helvetica man with a thing of cotton candy. Yeah. They sell it next to the hammock made from the, the strands that hold up the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> you know, they have to paint that hammock so often that they're never done. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so now uh, Joust, Joust 2, and Galaxian are all in my arcade, so that's that's Excellent. where they should probably be, so that the bicycles don't have to be on the hood of my car. I wish that you would have built that ramp so we could have uh, used it to load in that Gorgar pinball machine into the guy, the back of that guy's truck. The oh, bed yeah, you of sold his a, truck. I, you I sold a pinball machine to, to a you, crazy man. This, this really? motherfucker's truck, excuse me, this very kind man from a city far away... <laughs> The bed of his truck, it was like an F-350 raised, so the bed of his truck, the bottom of it, was above my shoulders. No. So we had Whoa. to lift this, you know, pinball machines are hundreds of pounds, and we had to lift this into the back above of his your truck. heads? Uh, well, it was Basically. above my shoulders, and I'm 5'5", five five, so... That's crazy. It was, it was stupid, it was aggravating, it wasn't that bad, but it was really, it was pretty stupid. You'd think a truck like that would have a crane on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the, the really ramp, at least. messed up thing was, is this guy's wife was about four and a half feet tall and had some kind of disability that I couldn't figure out and I didn't ask her uh, this time. Like maybe a it's a disability back, that like a, maybe it's a disability that causes her to constantly fall asleep standing up, and so she's in danger of being run over by a truck unless the truck is tall enough to <laughs> just drive right over her. Yeah, to drive right over top of her. So that's why the guy has the truck. Really, really and seriously, and she's like a medical driveway, a limp from like a broken back sort of deal, and was you know she was. Yeah, I don't know how she even got it. Was a, it it was truck. RSI from having to climb a four-story ladder into her truck. Yes. <laughs> and she also wasn't really that into the pinball machine. Oh, you didn't tell me it was going to be about the devil. <laughs> wow. That's a Jeez. good objection to have to a pinball machine. It's a terrible objection All to have to anything. All pinball machines are about the devil. Really. I, I guess that's really true. <laughs> Really, all entertainment Capital is about the D devil. That Any, rhymes with anything P that you enjoy is about the devil. Yeah, yeah, that, that sums sense. it up. So, Zach, if there yes, were sir. a leaderboard uh, based on how many CRTs somebody had in their house, like where do you think you would be on that leaderboard? Wow, I don't know. I got rid of one today. Uh, so we're doing a cool thing. Well, I say we. Wes is doing a cool thing. Maybe Rachel, maybe you have something to do with this too. Uh, someone is... A bunch of people are working together to produce a Space Paranoids arcade cabinet for Zapcon. Ooh, um, huh. They made Space Paranoids as a promotion for Tron Legacy. And I think basically we're just building a real monopurpose MAME cabinet. But... Uh, I just gave Wes a CRT that I had been holding to make a MAME cabinet for eight years. Wow. And yeah. I did not yet make a MAME cabinet out of it. So I was like, you know what? Somebody else could probably use this. Yeah, we're using a battle zone cabinet. And I say we, it really is mostly Wes uh, and our friend Chris Spassif, who's doing a good bulk of the work. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Spassif is amazing. If Every you know once him, in a while, you, you find someone who will work like a, a lot for free and do a real good job. Well, and when you find someone like that, you got to hang on to him. 
in fairness, <laughs> I did create a Cthulhu playfield for him. Oh, did you? You so, paid you paid him in custom pinball yeah, playfields. I, uh, nice. I custom oil painted mm. a Cthulhu playfield. That is a price machine, not so. a lot of people can pay. There wasn't some gift of the magi thing. Yeah, where that's he no. sold his <laughs> his tentacle pinball machine legs to <laughs> a piece that size by you is is pretty. Exorbitant. <laughs> he is a very nice man who deserves all the friendship and nice things that come his way. Good. So. Did you? I don't mean to belittle this at all, but I'm assuming that you did not spend the amount of time on that thing that you would have spent on a painting of the same I, you size. You probably spent right? fifty hours, right? It wasn't. Well, okay, that's a that that's pretty significant. Not, but that thank is, you that's for, less, thank that's you for less donating that size that normally, much would be, I guess. of your time to a thing that indirectly benefits me. <laughs> And I guess by indirectly benefits me, it like it puts money into a bank account that is mine. So I guess I guess I meant it directly benefits me. So my playfield is something that goes in the bottom of a pinball table. The playfield is the part of the pinball machine that you see. So that's the part that the ball is rolling over. Right. It's the the table. What was the medium you used for this, and would it affect the path of the ball? Oil. Uh, it would affect the path of the ball if you were not careful, but I painted it super, super flat. And the Oil and jackhammers. <laughs> so, yes. And pop rocks. Just hot yeah. glued wherever. Yeah, just, just gravel all over the... Interesting. And the, okay. the, the balls are made of frozen Pepsi, so as the, game, as the game progresses, it's... That's crystal Pepsi, so you can only sort of see them. <laughs> Does the art world know that there's a, a best original no. being used as a pinball playfield? No, is that, let's, let's not tell any of my dealers that either. Really? Is that, is that machine going to be at Zapcon? Uh, it, it might be at Zapcon. The, it, if not this year, then next year. There's still custom plastics that have to get made for it. What was the, what was the machine originally? Uh, I don't remember something shitty that had to do with like square dancing in the fifties. Wow! Wow! <laughs> it was like an old EM machine. You know, those are all kind oh, of. Oh, okay. In my so opinion, it's not so basically. Even though it has a cool Cthulhu playfield, it's still not going to be any fun. Well, it's not going to be as much fun as you'd think. But Chris is adding a bunch of custom sound, so it's going to have digital mm. sound. Uh, so whenever you hit okay. targets, at least it's going to sound like it, it will uh, summon know, like some sort of old god or something. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know, centaur centaur is pretty fun, even though it is an old electromechanical pinball machine. Because also, it has that good it's sound. not electromechanical, isn't it? No, eh, it's uh, well, okay, it is at least a very old pinball machine. Yeah, right? it's just from the eighties. Oh, that's not very old. But it's not. What? It's it's not electromechanical. It's. Solid state. So well, what? What the real it, question? Okay. Like okay. the real so metric it, of this is how high does the score go? Uh, it goes nine. <laughs> it goes up to eleven at least. Okay. <laughs> Two digits. Um, so no, okay. I guess does does Centaur have like seven segment LED displays for the score? I can't remember if it's six or seven, but it does have like a multi ball. It's it's a real pinball machine. Is. Is the difference no between an electro everywhere. an electromechanical pinball machine and a non electromechanical pinball machine that the EM machines predate the integrated circuit? Is that the uh, that, deal? Yeah, basically? EM machines. So there's a small overlap in the 70s whenever, um, whenever 
Yes, that is correct. Because it was small just overlap. pure mechanical before that, yeah. right? So if you look inside an electromechanical machine, and you should all Google this, and it's it's a crazy bunch of switches that just looks like a giant fire hazard. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure if you go to the Alameda Pinball Museum, I forget the name of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have Pacific one that is made of plexiglass yes. so you can see inside. Exactly. But yeah, for those of you that are not now, near actually. that machine, there's oh, cool. also Al Gore's internet. Um, the, the Al Gore, the Al Gore pinball machine, the Al Gore, the, the sequel to Gorgar, Al Gore. Uh, there is Al-Gor-Gar. an Al Gore. Did you know that? Are you just being no. funny? There is a. Gor- I was. There is an Al Gore. It's a wide body, shitty pinball machine from about the time of Gorgar. Hmm. Did Gorgar have like junior high Metallica scribblings on the notebook style art, the way that Centaur does? Yes. Centaur, uh, for listeners not familiar with it. I think is about a, a a a creature who is half man, half motorcycle. Yeah. Yep. You like your standard centaur, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. basically like a regular centaur. Sounds pretty. I mean, good. it's he's half man, half steel horse, and he has a hot chick with an. I can't remember if it's her or him. One of them has an eye patch. Mm-hmm. But- <laughs> like maybe maybe back then, centaur was just like the name of an amalgamation of any two things. Okay, like a, or any tran- chimera or any tran- and yeah. like a tra- man and man and transport. Sure. For a while, yeah. there was like a half man, half stagecoach. Well, there is a half transporter, the rescue pinball machine. So that's kind so of it's just like taken. a stagecoach, but with only with the torso of a guy just sitting on that seat. Do you think? <laughs> <of> a, <laughs> do, you think do you think if a stagecoach centaur was being pulled by a horse centaur, that there would be like a weird class dynamic? Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, because like, the horse centaur would constantly be hating on the the coach centaur for backseat driving and making fun of his hat box. Or whatever he had back there that was proved that he was effete and not a salt of the earth regular horse centaur. It would certainly be a strange situation for the guy riding shotgun. <laughs> he had a lot yeah, of yeah, he's just to sort do. of like riding on a guy's. It's like a piggyback ride, sort yeah, of, kinda. Yeah, and anybody inside is sort of like oh yeah, lunch. Oh, oh the walls are going to be all moist in there. Mm, yeah. oh. Don't say that. Well, do you think would they, I mean? Do you think in a half man, half motorcycle, like, is the tailpipe his butt? Is that... <laughs> he is powered by gas. No, like, is the is the seat of the motorcycle upholstered with human skin yeah, at that yeah. point? Or is it, like, upholstered. It is. an actual... Okay. Or is saddlebags, like, it's not a human saddlebags are just his love handles. The, oh, his motorcycle says, skin. oh, you really got to get rid of these saddlebags. <laughs> well, so, the, the tailpipe is, is like, part of the... Um, the, uh, the I believe the word you're looking for is penis. No, oh, I, I, no, there's a fucking word for this, but I can't think of the name Cloaca? of the system that includes the the lungs, lungs and penis, lungs and like w- the the, the Pulmon- system where pulmonary? you breathe with. I don't think anybody Respir- out of respiration their penis. pulmonary. Yeah, there's no penis sure. involved here. Someone else said that. Kevin, <laughs> dick jokes. It's always Kevin. Anyway, it was you. <laughs> I'm just it's thinking of the scene you. in Beverly Hills Cop where Eddie Murphy plugs up the tailpipe. <laughs> he with puts a banana, banana in that <laughs> guy's urethra. Right. <laughs> and then the guy couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man. Good old Judge Reinhold. <laughs> um, that, was me- that was method acting. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he actually kept a banana kept in his urethra the entire time they were filming. He didn't breathe for four months. It was just a banana runt, though. He wasn't willing to cut it. Was a, it was a plantain. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, give him some credit. <laughs> and this is why nobody wants to eat banana runs today. <laughs> anyway, uh, have you guys have you guys been since the last time we recorded an episode? Rachel, for you, it's been like two years? Uh, uh, longer than that, I think. Well, Kevin, how you been? I've been good. I, um... I've been I've been reading uh, from actual books. I was I was given some uh, some books against my will for for Christmas. It was nice. <laughs> what books? Uh, I got uh, Simon Singh's The Code Book, uh, and I got uh, Evidence of Things Unseen, which is a book uh, from the Idle Thumbs Book Club, like six months ago i think they've stopped their podcast which is fine because i was way behind anyway so i'm (laughs) i never even started listening to it because i knew that i would immediately be behind and never catch up the the books that they have chosen are all really good so i you know i highly recommend cloud atlas because that was awesome um and a sense of an ending was really really good so I'm I'm excited they also they also chose the great gatsby which is a book that i have hated Uh, since high school mm. So, or even before high school, maybe even. You've hated it since kindergarten. Yeah. Well, the, the problem was cool, there was a teenager reading The Great Gatsby. D- yeah, that's, that's, that is why I'm willing to give it a second chance, because I just didn't get it, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, I was never assigned it. I tried to read it as an adult, and I was so put off by the could of and would of that I couldn't continue reading it. Was you that couldn't have continued in, was, reading Were those in, in dialogue quotes? Yeah. So that was like the the writer's way of conveying that this person is illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it was like the main character. Oh. And maybe they weren't in dialogue quotes. Okay. I, uh, man. This uh, yeah. the, so evidence of things unseen does not have what you might call a lot of punctuation. <laughs> huh. Um but it, That's okay. I mean Cormac McCarthy doesn't really use quotation marks. Sure. And you you figure it out. Yeah, it's it's been fine. It's it's definitely it definitely is sort of like causes your brain to shift a little bit, but it it works. Cormac McCarthy was also at the party that we were talking about earlier, Jesus. my midnight Easter party. Yeah, this oh, yeah? midnight this sounds like the the most epic of midnight Easter parties. Yeah, there was like a dozen of us last Easter at uh, the Biltmore fancy hotel having dinner at I don't know midnight to two a.m. and it was Bill Nye. Uh, Cormac oh. McCarthy, Neil Stevenson, Richard Dawkins, Lawrence Krauss, Cameron Diaz, odd man out there. Uh, yeah. Myself. Um, Not my, the odd man out. Yeah. Oh, really? You're, yeah, you're less of the odd man out. <laughs> well, I, mm, how'd you, how'd you get invited to this, uh, little shindig uh, that you're making up? <laughs> well, I, because you're awesome. Is that why? I mean, that's the clear answer. Uh, no, you know, my friend Gus that shot that film, shot a scene in of his, one of his films in your house. Yes. He also shot a film that was sort of uh, the equivalent of like a... a Driving Miss Daisy, a, but with Richard Dawkins. Yes, it was like Driving Miss Daisy or Driving like Miss a rock Dawkins. and roll tour film sort of thing. Rock and or roll. Uh, following Richard Dawkins and Lawrence Krauss around the world doing all speeches of their talks. and stuff. Yeah. Talking. So hmm. this was the the Arizona premiere of that. And so all of these. Uh, Ira Flato was also there and he's a real fuddy duddy. Um, wow. That's yep. some strong language. Harsh words. He didn't really wow, feel like joining Kevin the party. wasn't there. He would have given Ira Flato a piece of his mind. I almost gave Ira Flato a piece of my mind. That man. 
What do you guys have against somebody who tries to get other people to love science? See, you would think, like, yeah. Kevin and I, of all people, should fucking love Ira Flato, right? What? No, because you guys are assholes. You, of all people, <laughs> would clearly hate Ira Flato. Kevin and I love science more than anybody, um... On this podcast. On this podcast. <laughs> okay. And is all right. I'll have you know I've read every Malcolm Gladwell book. I think I love science. Are you? Are I you fucking on the, think I, fucking I love, love science. science. Yeah, I fucking. Yeah. <laughs> are you oh, on she that was Facebook also there. Elise Andrews was there. No way. Yep. That is quite the, lumi- the, the luminous. I mean, there was really uh, party. there was like a dozen of us, and That's I crazy. think we've named ten of them. So name two other people that you're interested. Oh, in. Oh, you've only dropped ten. Ne- Neil deGrasse names Tyson. So far. My shoes are pretty dirty. Neil deGrasse Tyson should have been there. He was there. He was there. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> okay. Actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson was there, but there was like a dinner beforehand that I was not at, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was at the dinner. But he didn't really want to hang out with the atheists after party because uh, he doesn't want to soil his good. Because uh, even he knows mind. atheists are assholes. And then even Neil deGrasse Tyson Brian knows. Green. Yes, <laughs> Brian Green was there. <laughs> Swear to you. Okay. His kids. I actually have a funny story about Brian Green's kids. Oh, Gandhi. <laughs> The, the, Gandhi was not there. This Now this okay, podcast is going to be like, let's Bill make Rachel Murray. look like an asshole podcast. Uh, well, the short version is Brian Greene's kids made fun of me for eating free food. Really? Who's Brian Greene? Uh, He's a string super thing. famous physicist from Cornell, I think. Could is that, be. Is that right? Somewhere east. Um yeah, string he's theory. he's written a bunch of books. He was he's a big proponent of string theory and supersymmetry, I think. Mhm. Well, there you that sounds it. like a cool party a few years ago. We we can edit this whole how thing come, out because this how come, just sounds. How come I didn't get invited to that party for letting Gus film uh, some movie that never came out in my house? Because Gus also filmed that movie of us when we were fifteen doing the Star Trek. Wow! Really? Yep. That's great. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay, so Rachel, a couple years ago, showed us a video. <laughs> I've not seen this, I don't think. She and some of her friends made, which was Gus, basically Gus just them the film. We were doing, just, an, hey, are you just doing an episode of Star Trek. Wow. Where, and I had no idea that the filmmaker of that film was somebody who turned out to be a real fake filmmaker of films <laughs> filmed at my house that never actually come out. Is they, this on YouTube? That is in post-production. <laughs> right. uh, we're going to say it's not on YouTube. I think I only saw it on a on a faded copy of a copy of a VHS tape, so yeah. for all I know it's not on YouTube. Yeah. Let's all look at Rachel when she was fifteen and didn't like to bathe. Oh, it was that fine. You show can't, up on you can't that smell you. you yeah. can't smell you on the tape. Oh, I mean I bathed frequently. Oh yes, well. of course. That's why your hair is so shiny. <laughs> it was really uh, you guys. Yeah. Have you been playing any video games? Yep. Maybe. Rachel, I know that you've been playing video games, and those video games are the video game Crypt of the Necrodancer. <laughs> yes, I, I think I've put in about 80 hours on Crypt of the Necrodancer. Just this week? No, okay. in general. But I've also, if you recall, went to an arcade with you last Friday oh, that's true. and played a bunch of games. Were any of them novel to you or particularly uh, noteworthy? Well, there's the standards, like any time you go to an arcade, you play Centipede because it's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play Robotron because it's great. What is your Centipede strategy? Do you kill everything that's moving? Do you try to clear up the board at the bottom of the screen? You, My strategy is always to clear up the bottom of the screen okay. uh, as you can, and then 
try and make a channel down the middle, but I'm not good enough to really get... Channel down the middle. Yeah, right. So whenever you are killing all the guys, uh, you try and make it so that they only have a, a limited path down the screen towards you. For the centipede itself, right? Like right, the, the Your centipede. best bet is to channel the centipede into a narrow area so that you can basically kill it all at once. Right, so see. you can just stand okay. and shoot, 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 shoot. <clears throat> You don't want it traversing the, the whole screen. Correct. It makes more work for you. And but, it, you know, that game is actually very cleverly designed because the the faster the centipede is moving towards the bottom of the screen where it becomes a tremendous danger to you, the easier it is for you to kill it. So hmm. if you actually maintain board control, it's a sort of nice risk reward thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, the more the more vertically you can get it to move, the easier it's going to be to kill it. Hmm. Yeah, I also I, played a game there that I had never played before. That was Circus Charlie. Did you play that, Zach? I didn't I play I it there, that. but they had it at Pizza Hut when I was a kid, and so I played a lot of it. Um, but it was always a game where I would put one quarter in, play it, realize that that quarter only lasted me like forty-five seconds, and then I would move on to play something else, like Rastan or The Goonies or mm. Chicken Shift. <laughs> right. There was a Goonies arcade cabinet? Yeah. It well, was yeah. in the Nintendo PlayChoice 10. Uh, okay, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a sort of a prequel to the Goonies 2. Yeah. Well, sort they, of a prequel. It's why the NES game was Goonies 2. Um, yeah, I don't that, think well, the Goonies a, ever got an American cartridge release. That was the yeah. weird thing to me was that finding out that I just – it wasn't just that I couldn't find the cartridge – of that game, it, it, it just actually didn't exist. It, it didn't wasn't exist. There. Yeah. Well, the, the original was the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that that machine was. You know, every half, once in a while, half people or seventy-five like... percent of the reason that I agreed to to join a bowling league with my mom. <laughs> that was that was the only place in town there was a Goonies two cabinet. What, every what every does... once in a while, people like find the box art to Goonies two, the NES game, and. And think it represents a sequel to the movie that's been announced. Oh, oh. Nice. Uh, um, I, I at this arcade night that we went to. So, so these guys have opened an arcade like a couple miles from my house, which is handy. It is a sort of a you can buy a day pass, but it's primarily like a membership thing where it's like a free to play arcade that's only open Friday and Saturday nights. Hmm. Um, because that you know it's not like. They're not doing it as a thing to make a living off of. They're doing it as like two guys that have day jobs and a bunch of arcade games that they would otherwise be paying to store. Mm. So they just decided to pay to store them in a place that they can let people into. Um, but it was pretty cool. I had a good time going there and I bought a year membership to show my support for the local Phoenix arcade game owner community. <laughs> That's cool. Starfighters and arcade. I had my best game ever of the Goonies. I got to like the fourth level of the Goonies, which I'd never gotten to before. Oh, man. And I did it on one fake quarter one and one quarter. button press. What's, uh, Jeremy Parrish did a really complete breakdown of the Goonies games that I read recently. I don't know if you wrote it recently, but I read it recently. One of these days we got to do Goonies 2 as an assignment, but mm -hmm. we need to do it when we have a lot of time because that game. It, that's a long game. It's well, like I have five NESs at my house and oh, one yeah? Goonies, or two Goonies, one or oh, two well, Goonies, okay. two so, cartridges. So we'll just play it on all of them and that'll cut the time in by, you know. Right, right. Like how, how nine women can give birth to a baby in one month. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> Is that the classic parallel? So describe describe circus, yeah, it is. <laughs> describe circus Charlie. Um, it's it's uh, cute in the same way that Kickman is. If 
well, here's another game that most people haven't played. Um, is Kickman a, a man who kicks? He kicks. It's a clown on a. Does he kick ever? Yes, he's yeah. a clown on a unicycle that goes back and forth trying to pop balloons on his head. But if the balloons pass the plane of his head, he has a second chance to not die by kicking the balloons with his feet. Wait, oh, he dies when balloons it. pass him? If they hit the ground, it's... They're filled with... They're, uh, yeah, there's like... Filled with that nitroglycerin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Poison gas. Okay. Sure. All right. So it has to make sense. <laughs> it demands consistent theming. Uh, cyanide. They're cyanide balloons. Right. You only want to pop them above your head because maybe the it's gas lighter is than lighter than air. air. Okay. You know, sure. if I was a clown, like I almonds. would make sure that my red nose was also a portable gas mask. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because then Fair. I would be Im- I would be immune to the poison that people are always trying to deliver to clowns. Also farts. <laughs> oh, that's you. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You could get right up behind the elephant and not have to worry about it. You you don't want to get right up behind the elephant, I think. The- uh, Circus Charlie. Yes. <laughs> you like the It's level- about getting right up behind an elephant. <laughs> uh, it's, it's about an elephant's ass. Uh, or uh, level one was you are trying to hop through these hoops that are on fire and not get hit by, I think it was lions, not run into lions, grab some money on the way. Level two was you're on a tightrope, jumping over monkeys. Some of the monkeys could also jump and hit you in the crotch and then you died it was just it was it was a fun game it looked like it was going to be kind of weird and stupid but it was one of those uh, unique cabinets that was actually good it wasn't uh, it was fun you know it's really it's got unusual (laughs) controls as i recall like in the first level you're bouncing on trampolines but you sort of you're only controlling your left and right movement and you can go back and forth, like you can choose where your next bounce is going to land, and you can bounce on a trampoline multiple times to get higher and higher okay. if you want to. I don't remember any trampolines. Oh, really? So maybe that was a level past of the Man? second level. Huh. You were jumping through these hoops, and there were some lions. Yeah, there are, there are fire but hoops, but you are trampolines. on trampolines, and you can't stop moving. Like you're not really controlling yourself like you would control a guy with a joystick moving him around. You are just bouncing and you are only controlling whether you stay in the same place, bounce to the left or bounce to the right. Unless I'm thinking of just an entirely different game. I need to get a ROM of this and and, and figure out whether what I'm talking about. I mean, I did only play it a couple of times. While we talk about the next game. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I don't think I have a MAME on my phone. Oh. oh. What well, is the next probably, game? You could probably go to archive.org. Yes. That's true. True. You know, when I went to archive, when archive.org, like, what was this, two or three weeks ago, maybe a little more than that, <coughs> put all those Apple II discs online, Yeah, I could get none of them to work. Hmm. I don't know what the deal was. Like, it, none of them would it, run. It might actually browser. be your browser. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard Wes playing a bunch of them. I was trying to do some serious work, and I hear fucking number like munchers I, or something in the background. I'm pretty impressed that they were able to get. What was the name of the? I mean, it wasn't Mame. It was some other um, mess. They were able to get mess working in a browser uh, by compiling to JavaScript, I guess. And so I'm, I'm frankly impressed that it works in any browser. So like, if it doesn't work in yours, all right, I'll take it. I mean, I'm using Chrome. Isn't that what the cool kids use? I think so. Uh, you mean Netscape? Yeah, Chrome. Chrome is uh, is very last year. Is it old? Is it old hat now? Is yeah. there a new? Is there a new hotness? Yeah, it's oh, Netscape. People are Opera. retro. Mm. 
Did you play something on that, on archive.org? An old DOS game, maybe? Bouncing Babies? I saw somebody tweeting about Bouncing Babies, which was a <laughs> which was a CGA game that I had as a kid. Hmm. That and Hard Hat Harry. I played a lot of Sop With as a kid. Oh, yeah? Uh, but I've not played any recently. Is Sop With is like the sort of choplifter? Sop With was a biplane, like... It, we Were know. you moving at an angle and you and you changed the angle rather than like rather than like a side scrolling thing where you're always parallel with the ground? Correct. You, you are flying and you can do like little loop de loops and stuff as uh-huh. I recall. Why um, do they call that Sop With? I don't. Well, that's the name. Uh, no. Sop With Camel is the name of that kind of plane. Is that what it is? Why do they the call that a Sop With? That's what. Uh, it's probably a Snoopy guy named flies. a guy named Sop With. Why did they call him Sop With? <laughs> he was named after that a airplane <laughs> manufacturer. Yeah, and him, they just made it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They, so they changed it at Ellis Island because. It was something really When people make before. games, why don't they name the game after the person who made the game? Mm, okay. I mean, like American McGee's. Inventors. American McGee. Like Mechner. I mean, Riff or, does have you yeah. in his phone as Steve Frog Fractions. So <laughs> as as far as he knows, you did exactly that. I didn't know Riff had me in his phone. That's yeah. sweet. Well, yeah, it is. Well, I mean, well, it's sweet until you know it's a joke name. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you texted me the other day, so I had to. Oh, shit. Did I? What did well, I you say? Te- it was a group text. It was, okay. It was, it was about oh, what that's, we were playing kinky. that week or something. <clears throat> I got a text from our friend John this morning at uh, t- uh, like half past midnight that said, start dishwasher. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I asked him Siri. later, I'm like, was that, supposed to, was that supposed to be a text to yourself? To your dishwasher? Said, no, my wife was trying to text me from the iPad. And so somehow our friend John's wife was trying to text him and instead texted me. Hmm. So I don't know how that happened. I, but I, did start, like, I did start my dishwasher just in case it was part of a weird <laughs> arc. <laughs> I figured that would be like an Internet of Things kind of a where you text your dishwasher or you text the counter next to the dishwasher so it starts the dishwasher. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it would be start self. It's like actually a, a just SMS network of things. It's a like yeah, yeah. 40, 40 year old cell tower network of it, things. In in college, it was a remarkably of things. It was remarkably useful to be able to like phone down to the dryer to see if it was busy mm-hmm. sure. because yeah. like that's a bunch of floors to go down if you're not going to be able to do anything when you get down. Dryer, there. stop. Are you busy? Stop. <laughs> Please reply as soon as possible. Stop. <laughs> And then a guy rides a horse up the stairs to deliver the, <laughs> the reply from the train. Okay, sorry. A centaur rushes yeah, up the so, stairs. Yeah. So half man, half, half dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just, if you had a dishwasher centaur, you could just ask him, hey, are you done? Wes does a really good job he of just, washing his, his dishes. His stomach grumbles and he also? not done. <laughs> Wes, the animator dishtar. Oh, a dish tar? I heard that was oh. a terrible movie. That movie yeah, yeah, that movie with, awful. uh... <laughs> fuck. Uh, the one that isn't Dudley The Moore. Polar Express. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dustin Hoffman. It's Dustin, yeah, Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman, and who's the other guy in Ishtar? It was Warren Beatty. It was Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman and Warren Barbie. Uh, who else has played a game? Have you, have you played a game, Zach? I have... 
been working a lot, and so the only game that I have played is Fallen London. I have continued to play Fallen London. Okay. Yeah, that's a video um, game. It is. It it is. You sound really enthusiastic. I finally about got it. I finally got this stupid demimond of the Bohemians to let me be a journalist. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I and then I you know did I got some I got a cool notebook. Did you get a byline? Did you equip the notebook? I did, and it gave me plus six persuasive and plus six watchful, what, which was what? enough. I I'm I'm in the process of that becoming a person of some importance quest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is just grind all your stats up to a hundred, but. You don't really have to have them at 100. They just have to be at 100. And not even all at the same time. Bonuses and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that that quest actually made me engage with the equipment system in the game for the first time. Yeah. Because everything is so indistinct in that game that <laughs> nothing ever struck out. Nothing ever stuck out as a mechanical thing that I felt like I had any need to understand. You so, can, I mean, it's an RPG, so you can just muddle no, your way through. Yeah, and 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 you just click, 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 click for many years, reading weird stories about stuff. Many this was of which something I'm that probably still in the middle of. Yeah, so this was something that came up in the um, in the uh, show note thread last week, which Thank we're doing you so now. Much oh yeah, for doing that. I'm, by the way, I, I I was I was looking for show notes. These guys don't have show notes. I guess I can't say what I want to say about the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, oh, I could do that myself. Um, something that came up in the thread was that someone brought up, and I should try to remember this guy's name for next time. It might um, have been Thren- Thrensa? Possibly. No, it was the other person talking about it, like QVC something. Okay. Um, w- WVC Quine. Yeah. QVC, Amway, Hoarder. <laughs> HDMI. Um, I was talking about how uh, each it takes so long for each story in parallel to be drip fed to you that it's impossible mm-hmm. to keep all that all keep track of what's mm-hmm. happening. What's and, happening. And they'll the release it without it actually being complete a lot of the time. It sounds like. Yeah, stuff. that's yeah. Yeah. So that was another thing that he or she brought up was that, um, this, it's not just being drip fed to you over the course of like you playing the game, but also over the course of years. Right. Yeah. So that, that is a problem with the game. But for me, like it's a problem with every game. Like, if I'm playing Gears of War and, like, I play a level for an hour and then there's another cutscene, I have no idea what happened at the cutscene before that level. I just yeah. don't remember that shit. Mm-hmm. And I, even I in, even in skip, games where I like the writing, I don't remember it. I can't skip cutscenes, but I also can't internalize anything that happens in them. So, yeah. That is why I. J- cutscenes are just a waste of my time. Do you and I just <laughs> yep. get angry when they happen? Do you get because angry? I can't at ignore them and I can't enjoy them. TV or movies? Like, what is it about a cutscene that is fundamentally different than watching a film? Well, or- for me, it's that I the way I engage with the medium is different. I mean, if I'm watching a watching a movie, I am there to take in that story. Okay, but if I'm playing a game, I'm there to play the game. Yeah, you're there to play a game, and anything that and you can't anytime- shift gears. Well, any time when it's just, not interactive is a time when it's it taking you away from it. you the thing that you are doing, right? It's like just okay, and stop, I, stop engaging with the media so we can show you some shit. And All right, stop what you're doing because really I'm about to ruin yeah. the game that you are. And I love games that like play. integrate yeah. the, the storytelling that you are doing. Play like yeah. Gone Home. That's a great example of that. Um, but if it's just like. Some of A, then some of B, then some of A, and some of B. It's it's really hard for right, me to make the mood shift. Right, but I mean that's why shift. audio. That's why audio. Like 
I cannot get behind anybody who makes fun of audio logs as a oh, story you admit they're really vehicle. dumb though. They okay, they are narratively dumb, but the awesome fucking thing about them is that they deliver some story to you mm-hmm. without making it so you have to stop yeah, getting no, that's, pineapples that's, that's out great. of the garbage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so it, it's you know, it, it it's it is taking a fine advantage. conceit. Yeah. Right? I mean like I I, <laughs> Maybe they should just embrace a narrator more readily because th- the problem is like it, it just becomes ridiculous thinking about these things as existing in the in the world. But if it's just a narrator talking, and that's how Gone Home right. did it. Right, but I mean, it is basically. I mean, it, you found things that were effectively audio logs, but well, they were they letters were, that they just... were flash forward narration things. It was weird. But if you really think about it, even an audio log that you find diegetically is not the stupidest thing that you're tolerating. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> in order to play this game, right? Like, it, it, it's... But I like, I mean, I like Thomas Was Alone, or I like Stanley Parable. Like, like those have interesting sort of narrator-driven stories, right? Like, that's, that's worth exploring more. I feel like those are not... that That is not something that's been overdone at this point you know sure but i mean i would rather have you know it also doesn't make a lot of sense like why is it that when you find a book in skyrim all the books are only five or six pages long <laughs> that's stupid that's not how books work get well Project but you're Gutenberg not gonna sit there, there and read I an mean, entire book right yeah i was saying that a couple weeks ago oh but yeah okay <clears throat> run, run have a game that that just has all the all the books you find in it are just the entire works of books, shakespeare but, right, but yeah like no, no one actually wants that. Yeah, but on but on page cool thirty eight, someone has written it, the this the, oh, the man, combo to the, the safe. Co- <laughs> the combination is safe. Yeah. Oh, God. And, and, yeah. uh, and it would cost like no overhead. You can put all of Shakespeare in less than half a megabyte. God, what yep. game? What fit. game was it where I discovered that there was a thing where the number to a safe was on a bulletin board, but that bulletin board, the number that in the world represented like the number of injuries that had happened at the factory (laughs) that month. And so either the story is the guy like engineers it such that there are always 938 injuries every month, or the guy has his secretary rekey the fucking safe every month based on how many injuries there were. And then they had a really bad month. And so he had to go get a new safe that had more digits. Uh, God, what game? I'm not, Oh, that sounds I familiar. Think, I think it was in game. the Dishonored DLC, maybe. Mm, okay. But <laughs> I mean, see, that's dumber than audio logs. The fact that like every time you I, I can. Okay. That said, I I own one safe and the combination to that safe is written on a piece of paper in the same room as the safe because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't know it. There's nothing in there. I had it cracked. I bought a house and the house had a safe in it and nobody knew the combination. The previous owner had just never opened it. It's like in your bathroom floor, too. It's under it? the stairs. Sort okay. of. Yeah, it's Riff, tell everyone where it is. Under the stairs, yeah. But <laughs> What's the address? You'd have to crack the rest of the house to get to the Arizona. bathroom. Arizona. But, I, but okay. I paid a guy, I paid a guy to drill it out and rekey it and I picked a and I There was like 13 cents inside it. or something, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, there was like a, there were two coins. <laughs> Tip him. Was it a silver dime? Oh, so it was a 10 cent and a 3 no, cent they coin? Were like coins were, they were like 6 and a 7. <laughs> that is some valuable shit right there. No wonder they were in the safe. 
Uh, I think they were from the 80s. It, it was. It, yeah. it turned out to be really <laughs> disappointing. Back then. Yeah. yeah no, Reagan was, was on the was six. Like, they and... had that $3 bill with Bill Clinton on it. <laughs> you should they, do that thing where you write the combination on the bathroom mirror with soap. Oh, so when you turn on the faucet oh, yeah, all the way yeah, hot, you it turn on the hot up. and it really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Although that safe also had a four digit combination hmm. which i was like i'm never gonna remember i can't remember anything i'm there's no way i'm gonna remember four number if i can't set and this is a this is a cool life hack for basically stealing any of my stuff if there is a combination that can be 420 i just set it to 420 <laughs> <laughs> so like come to any of our conventions cash box combination 420 <laughs> Great. Just, just in case you end up with the cash box. Luckily, we tend to rely on the physical security of my mom never letting the cash box leave her site. Because she also, knows about you is, and your combinations. Yeah, she does. She does. She probably doesn't get it. No, yeah. I your mom's not it's somebody's I birthday. I bet she does get it. I, I mean, my mom has certainly yeah. yes, but I doubt she, it. She that, texts me all the time, which is better than my mom. <laughs> but I don't think that my I don't think that your my mom, mom tries to text you, Kevin. In fairness, four twenty. But she's just I don't think that my mom would understand what 420 meant. Sure. I think she would. Okay, well... Let, we, I'll text I'll, your mom. I will bet you 13 cents in two <laughs> coins. Ironically, my mom would understand what 420 meant. Oh, yeah, your mom, totally, yeah. your mom totally would. Um, my mom and I... Uh, this is also not a video game, but uh, my mom uh, came up for the weekend and we refinished the front doors of my house. That was... Like an RPG in that you did a lot of tedious stuff and then something was shiny at the end of it. <laughs> we, we sanded and stained and then varnished. I also uh, turned a piece of garbage in my yard into an artisanal uh, stump nightstand by hmm. using extra stain and varnish on a log to make a real shiny log. Okay. Cool. My log um, sees things. It does. It does. Well, reflection. you see things. Yeah, you see things in the log. <laughs> I see things in my log. Uh, like the corn yeah, I, only, I had for dinner I really dinner only... <laughs> Gross. It came out the tailpipe. I only played Fallen London, and so I have nothing to talk about. I played uh, I played a game of Whiz War, uh, which I guess you, you and I have played that at some point in the past. Yeah, um... Uh, Jenny's uh, buddy Chris had manufactured a copy of it out of PDFs because it was out of print for a really long time. Okay. Huh. Um, yeah, it is. So I guess it's been reissued, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and you bought it for me for you bought it for me for Christmas last year. Did I? Yeah. Really? Yes. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I know. I've. <laughs> Last I don't think, I think it's like, still last year. Like I think two it's weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. That <clears throat> no, no, was... no. The year before last, the oh, previous okay. Christmas. It is still. I'm pretty sure it's still shrink wrapped. Okay, uh, because we haven't gotten around to playing it. It is. It's basically flux, right? Because uh, there's there's some like there's some strategy to to playing and right, but there are also an insane number of rules changes that occur in the course of play. Sure. I guess that's true. It's not, I mean, it's not as bad as Flux in that regard, but, but it's, it's very much a, it's, it's a, I guess what people would refer to as an Ameritrash board game. It's like huh. real heavy, real heavy on theme and not particularly balanced. But okay. That's okay. I mean, what I would just say good, I would use the word good <laughs> instead of the word Ameritrash. Ameri good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
how, how did you how did you find it did you interact around a maze and protect I, your treasures i did it was a lot of fun actually um there were i think five of us playing because it was it where there was the expansion so there were up to five wizards Ooh. and the theming is just so strong like getting spells and casting spells at other wizards and yeah i don't know it was good getting getting all kinds of like weird power-ups and the ability to pass through walls and stuff like yeah. crypt of the necrodancer yes like crypt of the, necrodancer. the world's greatest game i uh, i introduced uh melissa to crypt of the necrodancer um which i hope is not going to be to her professional detriment um <laughs> but uh she's she is starting to to dive into that um she got to the zone two of her own accord earlier today so it really caught with you guys. Because it is the greatest game ever. For 15 years, or maybe longer, I thought that Mutants for MBBS was the greatest game ever. But now I realize that that, that spot has been taken by Crypt of the Necrodancer. I wonder if a single one of our... This is a, an extremely random, weird thing that you and I have in common, Rachel, is that we both, in high school, played the, the BBS door, door games. game Mutants. <laughs> And I wonder if any of our listeners have ever played this game. I listeners. bet a larger yeah. percentage. Okay, I don't know how to phrase this exactly, but I bet KOL players have played door games. Oh, sure. Oh, I yeah. bet a lot of them. Yeah, have. yeah, but they played like uh, Legend of the Red Dragon or. But this this podcast also has like Trade three Wars. times the audience that the KOL podcast yeah, okay. does, which leads me to believe that two thirds ish of our listeners don't play KOL. Well, let's take a poll. <laughs> Listener land, if you've played mutants, send yeah, something. If anyone Tweet has played someone. shout yes so right now. The, the version of mutants on the BBS in my town had been heavily like modified. They had basically hacked it to turn on God mode. Sort of like you could break down items to get energy, and that energy was used to do stuff. And this had been modified such that everything that you broke down gave you maxant energy. Oh. So huh. there were definitely like my experience of it was not, you know, the one from the box. So I don't. It was, it was also there game. weren't there weren't it was only like a three or four line BBS. So there were never that many people playing. So, yeah, it was just I, I sort was of like a, like a local mud. Most of the time I was playing on a two line BBS and it was my high school boyfriend and myself like just tying up that BBS <laughs> oh, wow. for uh and hours at a time. That's so yeah. romantic. Uh, yeah, hours at a time. Wield Hellblade. Wield Hellblade. Wield Hellblade. Yeah, that's what you would type. Yeah. Oh, if I, you wanted your I thought this was one of those Hellblade. door games that had voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Dr. Sabato reading you that. <laughs> Welcome to Baron Realms Elite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so now, Crypt of the Necrodancer has unseated Mutants as the best game in the world? Right. I don't understand, Zach, why you, of all people, skeletons, you are killing skeletons, you're getting things. Yeah, they're I mean, dropping sweet swords. It's, it's, I get tongue-tied thinking about how fantastic the this game is. The swords change the shape of there's your a, attacks. There's a daily challenge, like... Just, I ruined it I, for you myself. You keep saying by, this, but just, just play. Just play. Just give yourself a week where you say, 
Today, I'm going to do the Daily I'm Challenge. I'm going to play the Daily Challenge because I want to see where I fall with Kevin and Rachel and now Melissa <laughs> yep. and the leaderboards. Are you all playing daily. right now? We, we all play every day. Oh, wow. We all yeah. being Kevin and I've I. I've been I've been playing the Daily Challenge pretty consistently for like six months. Kevin beats wow. me six out of seven days, five out of seven, five or six out of seven days. But there's that one or two days where I get him, and it is a wonderful day. <laughs> I, how how long does it take you to play the Daily Challenge? Some days thirty seconds, and some yeah. days about half an hour. Okay, and um, usually somewhere in between. I have never played a daily challenge for thirty minutes unless I had it paused for a long time, <laughs> um, <laughs> like five minutes maybe. Okay, probably about five minutes on average. Kevin more so because he's Kevin. Yeah, okay, I had. What if you could put your own soundtrack in and somebody just did? You can just four thirty three, <laughs> and so oh, yeah, to okay. try to beat match this. Here we, we yeah. John Cage this uh, joke again. <laughs> They'll probably find like the AC hum in the recording. Yeah, or the somebody coughing every so often. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, would be interesting audience, though, Zach, because rhythmically. you can put in your own your own music. So I wonder what would happen if you would load a sound file that had a one beat every four minutes and thirty three seconds, or every you know something with a very odd. If you did something with a weird Musical time structure, signature, like right. if you put in like that's your I don't specialty, know, you should totally do that. Not, that's my specialty is enjoying songs with weird time yes. signatures. <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah, of is like, your specialty. <laughs> um, I like, like things only in seven twenty four time. Nine Inch Nails, March of the Pigs, for instance, or Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel, <laughs> or uh, two very similar songs. Yeah, very. They're basically the same song. Mm. Uh, they actually are very similar <laughs> structurally because they are they have a weird sort of like minus one time signature and then go to a normal time signature during the choruses to oh, relieve okay. the tension as opposed to maintaining a weird time signature throughout. Um so so yeah, I know you were kidding Not about those two songs being the same, well, but they yeah. are structurally more similar than any other two songs on that list. None of which I can think of. <laughs> uh, Jim, do you like songs with weird time signatures? Yeah, they're pretty cool. <laughs> uh, name name one. Oh, oh, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. What was the name? I was going to say fucking... March of the Pigs. What, I, what, what I'm actually thinking of is the. Um... There's no time signature for this. Conlon Nancaro made a bunch of pieces for um, hand cut uh, player piano. That was kind of his thing in the 50s, 40s, and 50s. Um, and I'm thinking of a piece that was just um, basically choosing random notes and playing them at a very low pace on the left hand and a very high pace on the right hand. So, like, a note every few seconds on the left hand and a note, like, every, like, 10 notes a second on the right hand. And then over the course of the song, the left hand sped up so that it was playing 10 notes a second at the end. And the right hand slowed down so that it was playing about note every few seconds at the end. Oh, huh. And so this is weird. like the 50s version of like trip hop or something? You, you, this is something that I would like. I, I remember doing dumb experiments like this in trackers, you know, in yeah, like Yeah, but that seems like a thing tech. that is, it sounds cool, but it's probably not actually that I I was cool very to happy listen to, to listen to it once. Yeah, <laughs> like I, 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 I do like really appreciate it, and I show it to people, and I'm like, check this shit out. But yeah, no, it's not on my regular rotation. But what I was gonna say was, um, 
I, uh, this is the sort of experiment I would do in, in, in the nineties with tracker technology. And like my experience is like anything that you do with like commonly accessible technology, like there was an artist 50 years before you who did it, the, did it the hard way. You know, someone thought of that shit. Um, and they tried it out already. Right. They did. And it took them a week to build the machine to do it. And they did it, it with right. punch cards. Like, right. Like, yeah. That sort of thing. And, and, computers. Yeah. <clears throat> well, do you the play Wikipedia the Necrodancer? I have the played Wikipedia it. The Wikipedia list of musical works in unusual time signatures has become unwieldy. Oh, yeah. Those are, there are some great times. There's like irrational numbers in there. <laughs> nah, it seems like mostly, mostly that kind of thing. What I want is a list of, like, what I want is Google lists, and I want to type in Nine Inch Nails, March of the Pigs, Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill, you know, and then there have to fill used in the rest to be of it. A f- Google used to have a thing called Google yeah, Sets. I know. And they don't have that and anymore. And I used the shit out of that yeah, all the time. Me too. And then they got rid of it. Like, hmm. Yeah, Google just hates providing services to people. For free. How dare they? They they hate continuing to provide services. Yeah, that's that is a shame that they will trim down their their offerings, even even if it isn't profitable. Like it, I mean, it it got cartoonish at, for a while. Like, yeah. like they they the, Google Reader had Reader and, like ten million users. Yeah, and that's just oh, Google doesn't give a shit about about eight figures. Oh, did you know, did you guys know that uh, the Terminator main theme is in thirteen four? I did not. <laughs> That makes sense. You know, that is a great, great song. Oh, Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull, partially in 13.4 or 13.8, just like The Becoming by Nine Inch Nails. Although The Becoming also does that thing where it switches to a normal time signature during the chorus and also gets real pretty instead of industrial. Which song is that? I don't uh, recognize the It's title. the one about the guy turning into a machine. <laughs> That's... T- are we talking about Terminator or Nine Inch Nails? Nine, the Nine Inch Nails. Every single Nine Inch Nails song. Um, and then it's it's all or it's all you know Terminator just like song. factory factory <laughs> noises, and then the chorus is just some acoustic guitar. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it's good. You know, it's about turning into a machine and your sure, veins sure. being replaced with wires and yeah. stuff. Tetsuo, yeah, you know, man, the si- it's the a Nine Inch Nails song from the from the from the nineties. Yeah, I, I've been playing uh, Crossy Road. It just came out for Android. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. It's uh it's fun. It's actually really well made. It's Agreed. really uh, yeah, it's a very good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have the same problem with the, that I have with every Endless Runner, which is that they all have a terrible touchscreen interface, and I always die because um, this is this is actually true. Probably about fifty percent of the time that I lose when. The game misinterprets a flick as a tap or yep. vice versa. Uh, yeah. That is that is problematic. Yeah. And so this is like philosophically what it's a really net, like a really mean quirk of history that the genre of video game that is most punishing of failure uh, has the loosest interface. It just happens to be on the platform with the shittiest interface, yeah. with the least reliable interface. So yeah, Crossy like at the the point I'm at in Crossy Road, I have to play for like three minutes without mm-hmm. an input error um, on my part or the game's part to uh, beat my score. What are you up to now? Ah, uh, four hundred one, I think. Oh, that's pretty respectable. Is it okay? I didn't. I I don't have any 
I don't have any yeah, friends. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he beats so. you. You're Kevin. I, all I'm hearing from Emily is her inability to beat your Crossy Road score. I, I just then, got it higher. It's like four sixty two now. Oh, something. okay. And then I was gonna say, and then Jim just destroyed you. But then clearly you've oh, okay your game since then. <laughs> I hit a hundred and just quit. Yeah. I was like, that's it. That's the maximum score. That's <laughs> that's how long you live. You rolled that's how it many minutes. That's yeah. how many minutes there are in an hour. That's the <laughs> maximum score. Yeah. Uh and I was thinking metric time. I was thinking about this like from a design perspective and like I I if you gave me for example like yeah, make an endless runner out of Frogger, I might I might have made a game like that, but I think the trick to it wasn't making that game. It was um, it was all the free-to-play stuff that I don't understand, hmm. that I don't really have a frame of reference for. Like, is that stuff especially good in this game? It is, actually. Okay. It's kind. They they offer... They, they allow you to basically unlock every character in the game for free as long as you keep playing long enough. Right. Um, they did a thing, like... They do this thing where you you get a free gift, meaning like in-game currency, and yeah. the currency comes really slowly if you don't correct. That's outside of the gift. Yes. Um, and the the gift comes like a, you get one like at a exponentially increasing spans of time. I think it, it, it settles it, it down it at six hours. Caps out at six hours. Yeah. yeah. So like every six hours, it is encouraging you to you know come back and play this game, and that actually um it really worked Wait, well for me because I after I played this game a couple of times, I didn't really get it huh. uh, but i kept coming back oh i'll play the slot machine sure i get right. a random do dude you, do you know that like does it tell you that that six hour span you get a notification yes yeah, oh. so yeah you and leave those on i i usually turn them off the first one i get for each app but in this case i was like yeah i'll i'll, I'll pay attention to this one i typically delete i delete an app the first time it does that yeah like, that, i app, understand if an app asks me if I to enable notifications and I say no and then it uses one of the notifications that you that aren't disabled by that answer to that question mm. then I just delete it and it made me really sad that I had to delete plants versus zombies too because I kind of liked it yeah kind it of is, liked it it is continued to be really good by it's the way it's a wonderful yeah thing. no I know it's it has got like there are parts of it that are really really hard your principles are only principles if you do them even when it hurts you uh, that's sure. true yeah I don't remember getting any weird notifications <laughs> from Plants vs. Zombies I also too. don't get any <clears throat> I really don't understand what the I fuck is going I, on I with beat that game iOS where it'll say hey this wants to send you notifications and you say no and then later on it sends you a fucking notification it's like, possible that you that you have reversed the, the it's no opposite and the day yes. on your phone <laughs> oh okay it's in you're I said holding my phone's it language down. to Swedish, which is exactly like English, except no and yes are switched. <laughs> <laughs> Riff, have you played any video games? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I played a bunch of... You finished Talos Principle. Yes, I finished... Well, yeah, I, I did. I finished like, Talos finish, Principle. Finish? Uh, yeah, like 100%ing yes. everything with uh, no hints. Well, uh, I didn't get every achievement. Well, what? finish is but, exactly like English, every, except I, the words oh, for time pee to start and over. poop are switched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but wanted yeah, to talk I, about I, Outer Wilds, so remind me. 
Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I solved every puzzle. I, I got every secret star and I You aced every exam and got an A. Yep. <laughs> and I did it with, with no hints and no looking up help Riff, Your credentials are top, top notch. notch. That's right. Bam. Smartest. Harvard College Yale. <laughs> and it only took uh I think about sixty hours. <laughs> <sighs> But almost all, like, the huge majority of that was dealing with finding the stars. Did you learn so, what the Talos principle is? It has, It's talked about several times. It's not a thing they made up. It's like a, a principle of Greek philosophy that has to do with, like, if you drain all the blood out of a philosopher, he'll still die. <laughs> Something like that. Um. It, it, yeah, I don't, I, I did not exactly get it. <laughs> if you print the philosopher, it was, does he not believe it? It, it was one of those lines that's along the lines of like reality is what still exists when you stop believing in it. That kind of thing. Mm. It's that sort of slogan. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, that's really good. Um, and I've been playing. A lot of a iOS game called Hero Emblems, which is a <clears throat> excuse me, which is a fantasy RPG match three game. Uh, which, if you've heard me on the show before talking about how much I am fucking sick of match three games, that that might might interest you. That I actually really enjoy this one. Oh. Um, it's. It's pretty straightforward. You've got like your party of four characters. You've got your your mage and your warrior and your tank and your healer. And they're represented by the four symbols in the match three grid. So every time you get three of a kind of a symbol, that particular character does their attack or their healing spell or whatever. And the enemies that you're fighting have numbers below them that indicate how many turns you have before that guy attacks. So so the gameplay trick is doing chains and so on so that your guys get off as many attacks as possible before the monsters get their turn to move. Um, but it also does a lot of stuff with making combos interesting because if you get like a four of a kind then it drops an improved version of that icon into the grid and if you if you get five of a kind then you get an even more powerful icon in there and and you're encouraged because each each character's skill does something a little different you have to think of things like like here's a really powerful match down in the corner of the screen for the healer, but I don't need healing right now. So maybe I'll try and maintain that area of the board for a while until I've taken some damage and stuff like that. And it's just a really satisfying and good game. But more importantly, there is no in-app purchase or anything like that of any kind anywhere in it. Yeah. It just like cost $3. Yeah, it costs $3 and that's all there's, there's no, pay for currency there's no ads it doesn't pop up in the middle of the game and ask if you enjoy the game and want to rate it on itunes it's just you buy this game and it's yours and it's a good game i wonder if it has or will made or make any money uh, i don't know i hope so i hope these guys get some well, they money made at least three dollars definitely worth it yeah they made at least three dollars. I, I bought it too mm -hmm. on riff's recommendation it does it does some neat things at the like 
uh, 3D space with 2D art in it, mm-hmm. which is cool to look at. Yeah, and the I mean, art's the art's really pleasing. The writing is horrible. Yeah, boy. wow. Yeah, it is. I, it's real. I'm real yeah. tempted to just skip through everything. Oh yeah, just when like, yeah. when they start talking, just start <clears throat> tapping until it, it goes away. It seems real Jesusy. There's a lot of. Like in the first it's like four or five scenes, there's a lot of people talking about God. There's some mentions of yeah, God. It's it's man, the big thing is that it's it's super duper like ESL. Like it is yeah. how are you gentlemen, all your base are belong to us levels of incomprehensibility. All your base are belong to God. Yeah. Because all all base are <laughs> belong to what God. What is the origin language there? I, I'm not sure. It might be Korean. Okay. Um Yeah, I so it crashed, and when I ran it again, it was all in some sort of Asian oh, hieroglyph really? language. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to go back into the s- settings and, well, maybe not. But yeah, even even pictograms, even even discarding the fact that it's Cryptic it's crashes. obviously not ori- originally English. The writing is just really really terrible. It's they it's it's shrinky dinks. It's the, <laughs> sushi. It's it's the the. The most boring, mediocre, by the books fantasy plot ever, plus like attempts at comedy dialogue that have not yet fallen complete, have not yet failed Ooh. to fall completely flat. Wow, that, that was, was a, a terrible, terrible sentence. sentence. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst. That is an example of the kind of writing in this game. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah, so don't don't even bother reading what the characters say. None of it matters. But it, but the gameplay and, and the pre- presentation is really good. It it has, and this is this was kind of true of the Game Boy version of Puzzle. Puzzle Quest, Quest yeah. is Puzzle Quest the first one of these? I think the, so. Yeah. The war, the one that was in the Warlords universe yeah, for yeah. no reason. <laughs> um, where I can't readily enough distinguish between the different colored icons. Oh, really? On the screen, that it's. it's I was thinking they looked they looked the swords, distinct enough to me that you wouldn't have had that problem. The swords and the shields look really similar to huh. me, and so it's very like the hearts stand out really well. The yeah. stars are fine, but the swords and the shields are sort of in, like. And it's not that they're indistinguishable. I can play it. It's just there's this little bit of friction hmm. where I have to really be careful in a way that I feel like most people don't. And so I don't know. I mean, I played it for. 15 minutes and I feel like I got my $3 worth out of it. So I'm not, hmm. I'm not mad, bro. But I guess it's cause they're, that's like the blue one and the green one. Yeah. I don't know. So I could also try playing it on the iPad and then things would be bigger and maybe the different oh, shapes yeah, would be more distinct that might, that might be a point. than on the yeah. phone. Oh, you know, I did play another thing before you talk about outer wilds, Jim. Hmm. Um, I uh, I'd forgotten. Emily told me about this. The the ensign, which is a game that the a dark room guy made as a follow up to a dark room. Um, is it and it similar? Is, yeah, like same engine, similar. Okay. Um, but it has it. It seems to have this like you die and then you just sort of start over. And it seems like what you're supposed to do is just learn the sequence. You know, it's very sort of I don't know. What's that Tom Cruise movie where he keeps dying? The End oh, of Tomorrow. Uh, edge of Tomorrow. Edge, edge of, of Tomorrow. Edge yeah. of tomorrow. Yeah. I only know repeat. it by the original name. All you need yeah. is kill. <laughs> All you need is kill. Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Uh, it's like Leon the Professional. You have to say all three so people know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
but yeah, it's it. So far, the intro sequence has changed a couple of times as a result of me dying repeatedly, and I don't. Having spent maybe fifteen minutes playing it, I. I have not yet sort of grokked the structure of it to know whether it's a thing that I want to continue with or not. Because right now it just seems like, okay, this is like, this is a, a game, the entire game is the sort of going on trips part of a dark room. Um, so you have super, super limited inventory. You don't get any upgrades that stick with you across runs. And so I just don't, know if I actually want to keep playing it or not because Is the world like, layout the same between runs no it like re-randomizes it but then so this is one thing that changes after a few runs you get a compass which tells you where the next like sort of plot point of interest is mm. but before you can handle that you have to go sort of like grind through a couple of other areas and get enough you know food and get enough stuff and there's you know there's always like things that are crafting ingredients, but there's nothing to do with them yet. And there doesn't seem to be any way to establish a permanent foothold unless there is one later, in which case this is going to be right up my alley. But like it is not revealing how it works fast enough to maintain my interest hmm. at this point. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will probably play it some more because it's the kind of thing that I can play while I can't sleep. And I'm just laying there listening to a podcast or whatever. So I'm sure I will spend some more time with it. But it's been a little it's been a little frustrating in its pacing so far. The Ensign is the name of it. Outer Wilds, Jim. Yeah, Jim, talk about Outer Wilds. This was a game that um, was recommended to me on Twitter. Not me specifically, but several people I follow had said, play this game uh, and just don't read anything about it. Uh, just download the zip file. Um, and I already, I don't know who made it. I don't know what is, is it an IGF entrant? It is an outer, it is an IGF entrant. It's a team outer wilds made it. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so that was what I was talking about. How that we should name the game after its creator. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it says <laughs> for, that with serious Sam. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> They're all named Sam. It's weird. Did you know that Siri, the, the Talos principle was made by the people that made Sirius Sam? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, that That is actually very that's strange. weird. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, that they, uh, that's mentioned actually in the, it's like an in fiction fact in the game. Sirius Sam is? is? Is he like, is he in the game? No, no. The, the is fact like news that, articles about his exploits? <laughs> the, the, um, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but, Crow team that made Serious Sam exists in the world of the game. Okay, and that's and that's a very minor plot point. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I so I downloaded Outer Wilds. I started it up, and it starts kind of slow. It start when I I think this they could actually, they could actually, uh, cut this down a lot. But you start out in like walking around in this basin, and you're talking to all these alien creatures, and. It, it's immediately made clear to you, you you're supposed to go get the launch codes to launch your spaceship. Uh, but in the process of doing so, you're exploring this whole like part of the game that I don't care about, including um, a museum that includes as an exhibit a map of the space that I do care about and I'm supposed to be exploring. 
So I was just averting my eyes from that part. Um, <laughs> but eventually you, you, you get the launch codes to your ship and you launch off into space. And then there's just this like human scale solar system. Like when we romanticize space flight, um, this is like the, the solar system in this world is built such that it's actually like, yeah, you could just get a plane like, and fly. You can see, yeah, you can see all the okay. planets from one spot and, and right. just sort and of go to them. And you can see that, oh, that one looks interesting in the sky. I'll fly to that. Um, And I only got, you know, I, I, I flew to a couple of them. And I think I you might actually have to to plan out um, where you're flying because, you know, the, they're orbiting away from you as you're trying to fly towards them. But I ended up, uh, I ended up at one of them, the Bramble, which is like kind of a cloud planet with like, with thorny plants uh, running in and out of it. Um, and it was just exploring that for a while. It was a very weird experience because like, I, th I think maybe that's a late game planet because I couldn't really see anything. There was this interface to launch a probe and I launched the probe and there's a button to take pictures and I took pictures, but they all came back. Oh, it's the cloud of gas. You're, <laughs> it's just gray. <laughs> oh, um, this one's just your thumb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I eventually like just stumbled on like, this was a, almost like a jump scare. This, uh, this creature in the clouds that enormous like fish like creature that turned it swallow me. It was a really cool moment. Um, and my sense of the game is that it is constructed of these experiences. And that's what I'm hoping. Like you go to each individual planet and find out what's there. And they're all very mysterious. Um, uh, but I was really impressed. I was really impressed with like the, the content and the build up to the content. So is this a game that you win or is this a game that you complete? I have no idea. R to me, it's, it's, it's a, super unclear at this point. Okay. It, to me, I, yeah, uh, and the game itself is very incomplete at this point, right? Oh, oh that, that makes sense. I mean, to me, it's a game you explore. It's a space to explore. I don't, I didn't see any aside from launch the ship. Yeah, I mean you so got some launch codes, but that that was the only no real like state, state change that there was. Right? There's no, you don't run out of fuel or anything. Like there's right. You know, there was a. I'm not sure. I never ran out of fuel, but I did like crash into one of the thorns and I had to land on it and have to uh, to, to repair the ship. I had to get out of the ship to repair it, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna die in uh -huh. the gases. Um. I think I did notice a fuel meter, but I never noticed it getting low enough to worry me. I played this for five Probably minutes. Probably because you were I, traveling faster than fuel. I downloaded Possibly. it and I, and I like <laughs> I knew that I wasn't going to play it because I had been told that playing it without a controller is just sort of incomprehensible garbage. Because oh, the, yeah. I the, wouldn't do that. Yeah, and they, the keyboard and mouse controls are terrible, and they have not yet patched in like context sensitive control overlays that know that you don't have a controller oh. plugged in. So like you'll run up to something and it will say like press, you know, 
I don't even remember the name of an Xbox button. X. Press X, press X, X to repair. Press X to whatever. And you're like, uh, then you have to like tab into the options menu to see what X is on the keyboard and mouse like every yeah. time. Yeah. Can you just uh, change and it I was to able X? To, like I was able to figure it out. I was able to put up with it long enough to like get into the spaceship, take off, fly to the moon, and talk to the man playing the banjo on the moon. <laughs> And that Sounds was pretty, like a cool guy. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I you just don't like us. He's like, no. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like uh, space of Kentucky Route Zero. It is like Kerbal Space Kentucky Route Zero program. Huh. Like, Wes told me there was a where in space is Carmen San Diego. Oh wow! Do wow! You guys remember that? I don't remember I that being I part heard of the inside no. or the. That's cool. I remember wanting to do have a where in hell is Carmen San Diego. Wow. Based on like Dante's Inferno. Yeah, based on yeah. Dante's Inferno. Is this just in the like the the That's forest really of idea. suicides or yeah, whatever? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> but I'm I mean, writing that down. Is, is it <laughs> is it really important that kids learn about? Okay, actually, here's a better question. Does you should it, see the look on Kevin's face right now. Is there any value at all in knowing geography? Of hell? I mean, no, of oh, the earth. Oh, of anywhere? Yes. I think that one, one of the major benefits you get out of geography is it gives you a, um, a, a context for history. Like, yeah. Like the relationship between two countries is going to be greatly influenced by like what – what resources do these two countries have? What borders them? Um, I, I think it gives you a, like humans are very good at thinking physically and, 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 um, visually. And it gives you kind of a, a, a visual and physical context for the stories that, that you learn in, by, by learning human history. If I someone mean, says they're from India, you're like, is that a mile away? Is that 10 miles away? Oh, from that from that India reservation that's a mile north of <laughs> right, my yeah. house. Where the cigarettes oh, okay. are cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And the dump is. Well, like think of the Catan games. It's the same as geography. Okay. Oh, Resource so basically, proximity. There's five there's five the, different the resources. Countries of the world are just randomly distributed at the beginning of every Hexagons. game. Hexagons. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true if you consider the entire history of the universe to be one game. We really and have I think randomly we all distributed do. The, the countries. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. So, so basically, my question was: Is there any value in really teaching kids a lot of details about Dante's Inferno? <laughs> and I would argue that maybe most people would be fine not knowing that. But then I thought I also have to admit that most people. For most Americans, it doesn't matter where Canada is. And True. if they didn't know where Canada was, their life would be no different at all in any way. Therefore, Canada is not important. <laughs> they what? might drive the wrong way if they wanted to drive to Canada. <clears throat> yeah, but most people don't want to drive to That's Canada. True. What but is it, they like might 15? if they knew about it. 15% That's of true. Americans get passports. No, yeah, I think if they knew someday, about it, they would just be more afraid all need to go there than they already need, are. Like, I thought you were going to say 15% person. of Americans are Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> 15% of Americans are aware of the existence of Canada. Yeah. It's, you know, it's America's hat. <laughs> Mexico is its underwear. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go use the bathroom. Dun, dun, dun. 
I'm so excited about Mystery Hunt. We're going to have the best time. I found it difficult to get into it when I'm not time. actually on site. Get into the bathroom? Mystery no. Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not be, it is difficult to get into the bathroom when you're not on site. You have to drive out to the McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Riff, you should come out here. What are you doing tonight? Uh, you get out here by Friday at noon. Uh, he hates um, all kinds of travel. I uh. hate all kinds of travel, too. I slept maybe a total of three hours last night because I'm anxious about dying on He a hates all kinds plane. of travel and therefore half of centaurs. <laughs> like, really, the only yes, the, thing... Yes, the running half. The, the only back. thing that got me on the plane was just thinking, like... Ugh, Fucking Fox Mulder wouldn't care about this. <laughs> huh. Is that your, your your hero? Is that your 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 yeah? Uh, all your, my like D and any RPG character like, I have. That's David is Go David. I want to feel bad about conscience. myself. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> no, going more for like spirit animal, yeah. but yeah. No, 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 no my Slide. no Lux Mulder is my standard RPG character because I don't want to be Fox because that's kind of you know who, but. The Lux. unit of light. Yeah. Okay. But you're always you're always Fox Mulder. That's what you want to role play. I'm Lux Mulder. I'm a combo of uh, well, how, how Scully's is... scientific okay. aptitude and Mulder's rugged good looks. No. Um, <laughs> okay. And promiscuity. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, Do we have um, any news items today, or should we just go into the assignment? Uh, Kevin, you died. were wrong about the number. The and apparently you've done this before. Been the eight point five million that you quoted was concurrent logged on apparently, Steam users. Yeah. Again, there are actually like a hundred million Steam accounts. Okay, that's fine. So our entire discussion made us look like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the article that I read did not say concurrent. It just said because we are idiots. It just I, said eight point five million users. So also. Those numbers are both so large that they're meaningless, so mm. it is not at all surprising that one of them seemed reasonable, even though the other one, which was two orders of magnitude I higher, thought eight was the million actual seemed truth. low. Are we back on the air, by the way? Nah. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I thought eight seemed low to- low. Wait, do Just, you want to say some mean stuff about Kevin, but you don't want the listeners to know that you said mean <laughs> stuff? No, not anymore. Kevin. You no, just want no, there to be some weird, on the some weird unexplained tension later. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, Kevin doesn't. Kevin is read a big this. dummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could also add Kevin got a haircut and it looks nice. Oh yeah, did sure. Kevin get a nice haircut? Yeah, I thought that, that's just how your hair always looks. It no, is how it's, my hair always well, looks. sometimes it gets. Well, a but the way crazy. that he maintains his hair always looking like that is he periodically cuts it. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's not like, like how often do people like I don't like I've I don't know if you guys like, have seen my hair. I, but, I can see it right but now. But I don't, I just don't cut it. Yeah. Like, so I've got, like, my split you, ends buddy. have split ends. It's there great. Were, there were many years where I did that as well. I, I, I cut yeah, my own hair. And so, so okay, okay. I was I just going to ask, like, well. how often do normal people get their hair cut? I cut my hair every probably two six weeks. weeks. Twelve minutes. Six weeks? Okay. But I cut Wes's hair probably every two or three weeks because they're shaved parts. And so it. So I was, ta I only recently started cutting my hair. And so I've been talking to the guys at the Campo Santo office lately about their 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 tonsorial mm. habits and their barbers mm. and whatnot. At one point, Nick Brecken was in there, said, 
you know, if you go to the same barber every two weeks, you just say, do what you did last time. And everybody was like, there are people who go to the barber every two weeks? Like, what? <laughs> who has time for that? That seems fucking crazy <laughs> to me. I Since I have been getting my hair cut by barbers, I would say that I go to the barber once every four months, maybe? Four I, months? Okay. That's not I, true. I let it get kind of shaggy, and then I go... Four months is Well, Emily cuts long. it sometimes, right? And then... Yeah, but I think every four months is... Uh, like, I think I do something with my hair about every four months. Four months is about two inches of growth, so that, yeah, yeah, that so seems that's, about right, like, that's from That's from, like, respectable Republican guy haircut to, like, yeah. uh, you sort of, like, kind of look like an asshole and should probably go get a haircut. So, of the people on this podcast, then, how many people get pay haircuts? Zero. I do. Well, Zach, you do now, but... You did okay. So you didn't even when to. even when Emily even when Emily is cutting my hair, I will still go to a barbershop every once in a while because she doesn't know how to like cut around the ears. Oh, I'll show her how to, to do that. It'll it be fine. Like, we'll save you oh. some money. Okay. I mean, I also kind of you would think I after one like time of being, not cutting around the ears, it wouldn't matter. Well, no, because well, mean, no, because you just have really long. Like, the, yeah, the, fake, the, the, the like, hair just covers the ear. ears, and then they're just gone yeah. forever. <laughs> well, I was I was imagining the ears were gone themselves. The ears were yeah. severed. Yeah, because like, you can't see that, them. You know, you would have gotten along. No, no, I'm literally. <laughs> You would have gotten oh. along with Mike, my barber from when I was a child at Mike's <laughs> appointment barber shop in Flora, Illinois, where he would always joke about how I shouldn't, I shouldn't briggle around, or he would cut off my ears. Did no, you by say accident. briggle? Yes, because <laughs> that is a word that means uh, childlike, unnecessary motion. <laughs> Kevin, are you looking this up right I now? I am. Yeah, we're <laughs> calling bullshit on this. Oh man, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to post a new a new build of that game <laughs> yeah. to add that to the dictionary. Do you know how wiggle. it is spelled? It would be spelled B R I G G L E. Yeah, it's like wiggle for broads. <laughs> Briggle and uh, bridle. It's uh, not a word. Was not in my basic dictionary. I'm checking the OED. I believe this is an. A uh, small town is a uh, check urban dictionary. <laughs> it's when you shit on a clit. Oh, I like that. So, in other news, <laughs> they, yeah. Is there any news there? Uh, they announced the the new 3ds XL for sale oh, February thirteenth. What? Wait. What? What? What's wrong sake, with that? What? What? So Briggle is somebody's last name. Yeah, it's a lot of people's last name. I just also Googled it. What? So Quit. what? What? What is the fuck's sake? It. Why? Why what? Why do we need another 3ds? It's just a wasn't little there, tiny handheld wasn't there thing. A we all new, have phones. Wasn't there a new 3ds like three or four months ago? No. no. That that this is the new one. It was just never released in the U.S. So they announced it three or four months ago. And it now came out in Japan, Japan three or four months ago. Yeah. And now it's coming out. Everywhere else. Those you Japanese know, people, they get I everything. Used to, I used to sort of laugh at Nintendo for the terrible way that they named things that just confused. Oh yeah, the name is terrible. And everything. And I've now I have just fallen victim to it. I have no fucking idea what the current Nintendo handheld console is. It takes or work whether to keep I have up. it or You have not. to like really yeah, pay yeah. attention. Right. And, and I feel like in general, I pay attention to the kinds of sources that would reveal to me the secrets of Nintendo's 
idiotic namings of things and what they mean. Like, I, for instance, know that the Wii U is a new console that I don't already own and that it <laughs> yeah. has a bunch of games on it. But the, I have a 3DS. I know my girlfriend has a 3DS XL, which is nicer than mine in some ways, but all the pixels are fucking blurry when you play a video game it's, on it. You should so get a I, lens that shrinks the image down. <laughs> I don't want it. So uh, then it's a 3DS watch. <laughs> okay, so then there's a 2DS, which I was like, hey, I kind of want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that seems like a thing I want. Like, if I had not already owned a 3DS when the 2DS came out, I would have bought a 2DS because that is a comprehensible fucking device <laughs> I, right there I was for re- children. I, I read that that doesn't play some games. I need to... No. I need to actually Not like know what many. I'm talking about like before Sega going into games? details. Sorry, you mean it doesn't? Yeah, for play. example, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't play GameCube games. It doesn't play the arcade version of Burger Time. <laughs> you can't just yell Burger Time and have it load up the ROM. Yeah. Peppers, peppers, peppers. All I'm saying is you should before getting a 2DS figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I, mean, I don't I think know. I, there's no reason for me to get a 2DS because I have a 3DS. Sure, sure. I think I might have two of them. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> I had, I don't even remember what 2D, no, DS. Okay, I had a DS. <laughs> yeah. I bought the original DS that was the fucked up, stupid, crazy, weird, gray shaped yeah. one. Yeah. And I was like, this is a terrible idea, but I want to play, I don't know, probably that. Magical star sign game that was pretty good. <laughs> Kirby um, Canvas Curse. Yeah, no, I did want to play Kirby Canvas Curse, and I did, and I wanted to play Metroid Prime Pinball. Yeah, yeah. and I wanted to play what else were the Medios. early DS games? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the new DS, the new DS came out, and it was real nice DS clamshell I? thing, like the like the Game Boy Advance SP mm. was. But then after that. I don't even know. There was a DSi. I think There's a DS when I went Lite. to New York and I didn't take any video games with me and then something came out that I really wanted to play. So I ordered a new DS, but the only DS you could get then was the DSi. So I ended up with the DSi and I didn't like the screen because the pixels were all blurry. <laughs> and then I think they've done the exact same thing with the 3DS again, which was like, hey, we're going to just change the resolution of the screen without changing any of the software. Maybe you got a DSi so, XL. Everything that's is a thing look- too. Is it? Yes. This God is some fucking it. bullshit. Just listening to this <laughs> makes me so glad that I play Arcade games. You should be happy games. that they all have headphone jacks. Like, <laughs> the games so- I play oh, weigh man. 300 pounds. Yeah, I know. They I moved a bunch sense. of them today. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy a converter or adapter or whatever to let me plug a headphones into my GBA SP. Yeah. I, really? I Wait, really? That Does too. it not have regular headphones? Yeah, it doesn't. I was surprised, too, because I took it on the plane last time I went on a plane, and I was sitting there with my GBA in one hand and my headphone jack in the other and going, what, where do I, Yeah, no. how, they, they were, how they were, does this? That was so, apparently, like, the inside of the thing was just crammed so tight, they just couldn't fit that hardware in. Ugh. That was a Ugh. good Come piece on. of hardware, though. Yeah, Except for that is. part, it was great. Except for that. It's like one of the last handhelds that you could just... Flip the, the switch and it turns on and there's a game on it. Yeah. You might be able to s- configure the DS to do that. I'm not sure. Okay, that's true. I think you can, yeah. If you leave the cart in there and and hit that whatever setting it is that makes it go to the game immediately. I think we've actually had this conversation in I the podcast. I think we might have, yeah. They should name the these new- things Wow, and like- you've only been on like four of them, so <laughs> we must have had it like a week ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I heard the new 3DS does not come with a power cable. 
That's uh, in yeah. Australia. Oh is, oh, is that only in Australia? Well, that that's knew, a thing. That Apparently, that, that's something Nintendo always pulls in Japan. And it was a big surprise that they did it in Australia. I I, I imagine they like do it because... you're in the in crowd now, you... Yeah, exactly. You can't well, play your... Well, it's partly, it's partly because they use the same the same connector, so it's the same adapter every time. So if you've bought the last two of them, then you've already got a couple of those bricks and maybe don't want to spend I've, the extra uh, Well, that would, be, there, that would be market? fine, except they keep there... changing it, too. Like, it's been the same for one generation, but... Yeah, because the DS and the 3DS don't use the same chargers. I... No, okay, yeah, you're right. They have a slightly right. different shape. Yeah. that You can't look at one and fucking tell which one it is, <laughs> but you can certainly try to plug one in and it doesn't go. Right. Um, and the, the joke I mean, is that one of them, like, the, the 3DS went away from this, but, like, the DS charger, it almost looked like USB. It yeah, was like, oh, that's a micro, so, a mini almost USB Almost a mini USB. Yeah. But, like, no, it's a slightly different, weird uh, six-sided polygon. Yep. The, the rhombus. So is then their market for these 100% people who already own 3DSs? I, I don't know. It's that or like people who so. 100% people who need to go back to the store the next day so they can play their goddamn yeah. game. <laughs> so what's supposed to be the good thing about the new one? Why would I want to buy this? Uh, it has a more powerful processor. More powerful oh, processor, really? a little more battery like, life. It uses micro SD. Wow, so it has like 0. .001 <laughs> battery life I instead was of zero. Um, it's got an an extra little like analog control nub. Oh, so it's got the it's got the Kid Icarus yeah, the Expando little, device yeah, built yeah. into it. It's got like, it's, like the little, it's got two. It's got two a, analog. It's got sticks. two. An, I read about well, this. That was a Monster Hunter thing. The second the second one is more like like a keyboard clitoris. That, the know? the um, oh, okay. the Expando oh. joystick was a Monster Hunter thing. And the nub does not work with that version of Monster Hunter. Oh, really? Well, they're coming out a... with a new version of Monster Hunter on the same day. So. Oh, good. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and it also ha uses... It's just Monster Hunter Functional Edition. <laughs> <laughs> it, uses, it uses the... That's the, a good edition. Core, I want that one. It uses one. The, the inside facing camera to track the position of your face and adjust the 3D to where your head oh. is. So it has a much wider, wow. useful That could be really good. Yeah, effect. if that works, then that's fine. Yeah, that's the big hey, thing. I have a question for you guys. Why... Okay. Gaze tracking mouse software seems to be a thing that exists. I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast mouse before. software? Yeah, because it exists for like quadriplegics or oh, whatever. Okay. And it costs like $5,000. I thought you meant like using your, you're at, you have a, a mouse, but it tracks your gaze. It like, yeah, yeah. No, what, you, what, what? you have a mouse and when you drag it to the left, your eyes swoop left. Yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so I kind of feel like the next step past the mouse in computer UI is just no mouse, but everything else is the same. And you can just look at stuff and sort of like bang your teeth together to click or whatever, or just Ooh, hit yeah. a button on, just hit a button on the keyboard to click whatever you're looking at. Or like, like there's a, there's a key that you hold down with your pinky and then it puts your yeah. computer into gaze tracking mouse mode. Man, that, I can't tell you how many times I've been annoyed that, the computer does not know what window I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's a thing. I know that technology, especially exists. with two monitors. Yeah. And it's 
Is it that specific, though? I think that gaze tracking software is pretty... It has it has existed for a long time, and it was. It, I think it is it is really expensive when you are trying to sell it to handicapped people because their insurance will pay a lot of money for mm. some bullshit overpriced software that doesn't need to be that expensive. But why why well, is no one working on that? Is it just a bad idea for some reason that I don't understand? So I, I can. So my ex girlfriend had RSI has RSI issues, and she has one of those. Um, Devices that's a camera and then like a, a a reflective sticker that you put on your face or your glasses. Wait, what is RSI? Uh, repetitive, repetitive stress, stress, injury. stress oh, okay. injury. Well, I've got that. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, and it works by uh, by you you not by looking but by moving your head. So you can be looking at um, and this is. Probably the better interface because, like, you don't actually want a, the mouse cursor to be where you're well, looking. Well, right, because then it's always covering up what you're... Right, and also, like, maybe you want to scroll while reading a page, you know? Use the arrow keys like a normal person. Well, what if you have RSI? Use your toes. Wait, so she can't use a keyboard? <laughs> uh, she can use a keyboard for, like, half an hour a day. Huh. Um, she and, can... a ma- and a mouse as well. Um, But... The rest of the time, she uses dragon and um, this uh, face tracking. Uh, good old thing. dragon dick Tate. Dragon, naturally speaking, it's it's not bad. I've I've uh, I was actually really impressed by it, um, and it results in hilarious texts, none of which I can remember. So, <laughs> anecdote aborted. Um, <laughs> uh, but the way it works uh, is you actually. The, what the software she has set up is that whenever the mouse moves, it automatically clicks when it stops moving. Ah, which I find really aggravating. <laughs> wow. You'd just be like head banging around in front of your computer trying to not have it Man, open some... I, you know. like the way that I fidget when I'm using a computer, it would just be like randomly clicking the corners of a rectangle over and over and over again. Like... Yeah, she might have really good head discipline, so to speak. Um, <laughs> she might. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Hence the ex-girlfriend. <sighs> do you guys uh, want to move on to the assignment? Sure, let's do that. Let's stop talking about my ex. <laughs> ho hokum. Ho hokum. Ho ho hum. This is also my Christmas pornography movie. <laughs> so I, I played Hohokum my first session well, it was really charming I played it I was like you're, you're this little snake who's flying around a 2D space um, and exploring the space and I I met a guy who was making vases and I broke all his vases Yeah, oh, yeah. I and then I guy. met some like a failed urine factory <laughs> and I yeah. I got it back on its feet and then did I did you like, release any other snakes when you did these? I, I think that happened, but I wasn't really like paying attention. Okay. Um and then I I think I turned on a street light so a guy could play the violin. Yep. And then there was at least one uh, when I covered an octopus with coral. I don't uh, remember that one. <laughs> I don't think I got that one. Uh but and so I was like, oh, I put this away thinking, oh, this is neat. This is like just delightful things to do and explore. And my second play session, I booted it up 
And I was like, I will find the next cool thing to do. And all I could find were those four same scenarios again. And I was just Ooh. looking around for an hour for anything new. There's there, there it's there. I'm sure it is, but like yeah. for whatever reason, I mean, like there's there's a there's well, a I mean, world for each you're, one of those. Wherever snakes. you're drawn to the first time is probably where you're going to be drawn to the second time, right? Right, right. But I was I was like going through. I was systematically trying every exit, and maybe I just missed some. Hmm. Yeah, I was only able to play this game for like 15 minutes because I couldn't buy it. What, what my- happened? Like, how does that? How is that possible? So, so I, <clears throat> I, so here, here's something that, that I know when I look at a thing that has automatically logged me into it. My, my PSN name is Jickington, which means <laughs> that Jick was already taken probably by me and I couldn't recover the password the first time. So I created a second account What's called Jicklesby, email address, which is what I do. But then if I can't recover the Jicklesby account, which is fucking definitely me, <laughs> then I make Jickington. And because I am Jickington on the PSN network, I think this account is fucked. Like <laughs> anything, anything that I have done before is probably on a different account. I, so I went to the PSN store and you were right, Kevin, you updated my PS3. So it wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't have to watch any percentage bars go across. <laughs> I clicked on the, you know, I pressed the button on the PSN store to to launch it. It sat there for maybe a minute and a half with the little cycly rectangle thing going. I'm like, oh, okay, I must be doing something, I guess. It goes in there. It, I, I put Hohokam in my cart. It says, you don't, you might not have enough space for this. Oh. Like, okay, buy it anyway. It says an error occurred. So I'm like, okay, I guess they were serious about that. So I went out, figured out how to delete some stuff. I deleted uh, Burnout Paradise. Oh, and yeah. That game can go away. <laughs> little Big Planet. Uh, I enjoyed Burnout Paradise more than I enjoyed Little Big Planet, uh, thinking back on my memory of the PS3. But I freed up enough space, went back in, tried to buy it. An error occurred. Like, but not okay, you don't right. know what error no, the pop-up says an error occurred. Yeah. It probably is, gave you a serial number, too. It did but not. It, really, it just said huh. an error occurred. I've never seen one of those so, that didn't give you a number. I am almost certain that the problem is that the credit card that the PSN store has on file oh. is expired. And between Emily and I, so this is not just me being old, a young person <laughs> who... A young person who machines do not just break when they get close to her also <laughs> tried to help me with this. We could not figure out how to update my credit card info huh. from the might, from the yeah, PlayStation. It might only be doable on the website. Well, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Like, th- this was just another thing, and I know I talk about this all the time, like fucking Andy Rooney style, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like a broken record and an asshole and a million-year-old man, but... The user experience of modern consoles is s- completely fucking unacceptable, and I don't understand well, the, how it can continue to be. The so hilarious bad. thing to me is that the 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 selling point of consoles has always been that the user experience yeah. is so much yep. better than the PC. Yep. yep. 
Um, and, and I mean, realistically, it is, I think. It's just that I've been using a PC since I was a baby. Sure. So yeah. I am accustomed to it and I use it every day. So there's ne like when I go to do something on my computer and it's bullshit, I know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. so, I remember the Xbox 360 being a good user experience at launch and it just got worse and worse and worse over time until it's like it's a nightmare now. It's like fucking Facebook, except you're actually paying for it. Yeah. And it's like it is this it is this combination of like wastefully slick, right? right? Like there are all of these animations that just like, you know, that would look really cool if it wasn't pushing the hardware to the point where the frame rate stuttered while you're trying to fade this thing out instead of just making it disappear. Like wastefully slick and fucking completely non-functional. Like there were there were Just plenty of ways there were plenty of ways that I could learn about all of the shit that they have to tell me so that I don't sue them or whatever about my epilepsy, but no way for me to change the fucking it. And granted, I recognize that I am a weird use case in that I am the only person on earth whose credit card doesn't last for fucking ever, right? <laughs> like an expiring credit card is the kind of thing that only happens to me because it's some weird old man bullshit. <laughs> But like, you've just been alive that long. <laughs> uh, oh. do you, this is something I didn't know about you. Your credit cards expire sooner than most people's. Evidently, they're also French. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Only yeah. In pizza have I told you? Have I told you guys about this? I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. There is a common restaurant point of sale software called Aloha. And there is a bug in the Aloha point of sale software such that when I, when my credit card is used, it throws the receipt printer into French. And so instead of <laughs> amount, instead of amount and tip, I get montant and pourboire and then total. <laughs> this happens to me and Raf Coster <laughs> because Raf Coster tweeted about this. So you know then, something about Raf Coster's yeah, credit card. Yeah, I do. Card I do know something about Raf Coster's credit card. Like, <laughs> Something. <laughs> so I and I and I like I talk to restaurant people because like this isn't I guess an interesting thing I can talk to you about. And then I always feel like a pathetic dweeb oh. after bringing it up. And the attractive person working at the restaurant is like, "Oh, that's hilarious." I'm saying that's hilarious because I'm paid to be nice to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so I think my credit card was expired, and so I can just never play anything on my PlayStation Three ever again. So that was Maybe your if Hoboken you go to experience. France. Yeah, that was well. Except then I went to I, I came here to the office, and I intended to give myself like an hour to play Rift's copy of it because you know Rift just doesn't have this problem because uh -huh. <laughs> Rift's credit cards Rift have infinite American expirations. Card. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine go up to twenty XD six. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. I was like, wow, I would really like to have played this earlier today. I think I'm going to, when I get back to, I know that in the last year, I bought some kind of skateboard game on the Vita. So when I get back to where my Vita is, I'm actually kind of looking forward to getting back to San Francisco for video game reasons, because that's where my Xbox controller is for my computer, so I can play Outer Wilds. And then that's where my Vita is, which I think I can buy stuff on. So I'm going to buy this. And the extent to which the experience is diminished by being on a tiny screen, I am hoping will be offset by the extent to which the experience is uh, There's some parts that you're not going to be able to play on a tiny screen. There was a part of this oh game my God. where Kevin I was... And I were 
three feet from the television. Rachel and I, like, were sitting right next to the TV trying to find the fucking... A fucking white dot on a white dot on a picture that looks like a colorblindness chart. So you're going to love this for every... Were you guys baked as fuck? Because that is definitely my plan for when I revisit this game. Okay, Zach, there's like five things why this is not going to be your favorite There's a lot of There's a lot of color-based stuff. Yeah, like this literally looks like those old colorblindness tests where you have a petri dish full of dots and some of them are blue and some of them are green and some of them are orange and it makes like a seven in the middle and if you Uh can read it then you're a girl (laughs) (laughs) but tetrachromate it's there's an entire level that consists of like four mini levels of this bullshit and some of them are fucking white on white yeah it's like it's fucking weird and they're tiny dots so yeah kevin and i are up against the television looking for a tiny white dot on a big-ass white screen. And it got us nothing. Like, we did all of those, like, yeah. and nothing happened. Well, isn't that kind of the whole game? No, I mean, but like, what I'm saying we, is we actually beat, beat the game. The game has yeah. an ending. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we beat it. How long did it take? When I say we. Five hours, I, I think, total. But, I mean, that was three of us playing, because I played it for a bit and Melissa and, played it for a bit. There was the hour in there where you couldn't figure out, like, how to get anywhere but the same four locations... That you were at the beginning? That, like, I did not have that problem. Like, I definitely was not sure where the last couple of areas were, but it, like... we found them. We found them. We found them pretty quickly. Does a structure reveal itself? No. No. So it is, it continues to be kind of fucking mystifying. And it, like, it does not tell you, oh, by the way, you've already sort of solved this level. Yeah, I would really well, love some again. kind of like, visual okay. checkpointing yeah. of, yeah, like, you went to this ring before. Like, I, I saved that B company, the, the urine manufacturing <laughs> yeah. company, like, two or three times. Does it do the same, like, little yeah, cutscene at the, the end? Same, little, the same cutscenes, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I, I don't know if that's a feature, or, like, is that part of a puzzle, or... I, don't I mean, know. You're, the, the, the little cutscene thing, thing is, like, over? you releasing the I didn't know the, if I the, lost the progress, snake. or... There's, like, a bunch of snakes that have been... It's okay. funny that you guys see the them as snakes. I see them all as parasites. Like worms this is a giant or whatever. <laughs> Flatworms. Parasitic yeah, human. Especially that's... I don't know if you guys are... Is this the scene you're talking about? It looks like there's intestines and there's a bunch of slime everywhere and those little elephant guys on the back of the parasite trying to suck up all the... That's the urine factory. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. I would have said that they were sperms. That seemed to be kind of the metaphor that they were going to in the first level, at least, which... Was that the tutorial? That's the tutorial. I mean, there's so, some that were sort of. I mean, you, I mean it was sperm like, but there were some. You dive were, into a big sphere with a lot of yeah. little dividing cells in it. I mean that that did that did not seem that I mean, did not seem seems accidental anatomical. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. It did not ever really strike me as as a sperm egg kind of thing. Mm, mm. I, I it, that crossed my mind, but I think of them more as like little parasites. Um, I really liked the game overall. There was just a couple of bits that were just weirdly tedious. Yes. Um, it, it it really doesn't give you any direction if you get stuck. Or... Which is fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah, fine when but... the moment to moment... So this game reminded really me, in, in the little bit of it that I played, it reminded me more than anything of Flower. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Which is not... like. If what you want is a checklist of things to accomplish and then a and then an achievo for doing it again only way faster, like this is not 
for you. Your right? your reward like, for is... your reward for beating the game is getting getting to see a bunch of uh, crayon drawings by Keita Takahashi. So it's it's pretty good. <laughs> the music yeah. is excellent. The music is really yeah. good. There yeah. was a Calm Trues track on there. Which Did Keita Takahashi work on this? I don't. I mean, it, it was involved somehow i don't know that there were so many different studio cards at the beginning that i lost track of like who was involved <laughs> is he still is he still at slack or did he get no he's at phenomena now okay he's working with robin haneke i don't know what huh. they're working on actually now that i think about it they've got to be whatever, they've be whatever to it is it's probably not a game i yeah, i'm just kidding i don't know what are they working on? I I don't know. Have they said anything about anything? I not not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin wasn't on that memo list. Mm. But I did like I liked the way this looked and I liked the controls on it. I didn't have to push too many buttons. Yep. Right? This is this These are really only like a joystick and two buttons, right? Like yeah. this was yeah. like this I is... feel like you probably could have done this with an NES controller. Yes, That's you the could. Kind of game I like. It's only exactly. you only have to have four buttons actually, because it's just left, right, left, right, fast and slow. Yeah, but actually controlling controlling moving around freely in two dimensions with just left and right is really unpleasant. Sure. Well, it, it's really natural for me, but it, I think it's like a. You remember in Skater Die when you could. Uh, Set your goofy, goofy, goofy foot. foot. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to bring up. Like, I always set it to goofy foot because that's just super natural for me. Like, yeah. I'm going so in this direction. S- I'll turn right. Um, yeah, so did I, but I don't remember what that actually did. Goofy foot was the one that you wouldn't like. Huh. Um. So maybe you maybe you reversed your opinion on uh, yeah. on these control Bet- schemes. Between Skater Die and Hohokam, <laughs> I cooled on goofy foot. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's chapter eight of my autobiography. <laughs> in this twenty-five year span, you covered a long period of time. <laughs> yeah, in a very simple. That was it. That was the most important thing that happened between nineteen eighty-eight and and this this afternoon. <laughs> uh, but it's not natural for a lot of people. So yeah, I, I think like left, Hence right, goofy. It's goofy. Yeah, yeah. I mean. When I skated, yeah, I skated foot means goofy something foot in, too. Yeah, goofy foot yeah, means, means something you, in skateboard terms, it means right? Like you've, if, you've got your left foot forward yeah, instead the, of your right foot. Do you switch your and are you still pushing skating. with your right foot? No, you're pushing with you're pushing with you your always left push foot. with the foot that's in the back, right? You yeah. I, I am not personally a skateboarder. So, but I'm saying is so is goofy foot doing what what is opposed to your handedness? Or do yes. people skate according to their handedness? They don't always skate according to their handedness because I am right-handed but skate goofy foot. When I say okay, I but skate, if, but I, if a left-handed, a very... but is, Wes is left-handed, right? <laughs> Wes is left-handed but skates not goofy foot. I if Wes we... skate, but if Wes skated the exact way that you skate, would it be goofy foot or would goofy foot norm- refers to you? No, goofy foot is like the left-handedness of skating. A f- okay. less lesser people skate goofy. foot. Foot, not lesser as in hierarchical. Left it, but I'm, but I'm saying if a Fewer. left-handed person, if a left-handed person skates saying. the typical way a normal person skates, would you refer to that as goofy foot? <laughs> if Pluto is a dog, them. what is goofy foot? It is. It is. Pluto foot. It is. It has nothing to do with your handedness. 
So irrespective of so left-handed people always skate goofy foot. Not by always. Default? No, it, whatever their footedness. Goofy foot is like your footedness of skating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you God damn it. Does goofy foot <laughs> does goofy you, foot mean left foot forward yes, or non-dominant foot forward? Goofy foot means, means left le- foot forward. It means left foot forward regardless of whether your left foot is your dominant foot or not. Right. Okay. I thought it was your right foot forward and you're pushing with your left foot, but correct. That, it's one of those true. things. <laughs> so left left-handed oh, people sorry, naturally no, I, I had skate. it reversed. It's yeah. left regular regular is left foot leading. And Goofy right. is the right foot leading. Yes, yeah, so I am Goofy foot. My right foot is on the front of the board. I push with my left foot, and that is somehow back okay, ass from about regular left-handed. Do left-handed people naturally skate Goofy foot? No, not necessarily. Okay. It depends on their footedness. Right, that's what That's what I'm trying to say. You, your footedness your hand, is not your respective of your not, handedness. No, we need to figure out if your footedness. We need to find out. Science In my sample of two, Wes being left-handed and not goofy-footed, and me being right-handed and goofy-footed, they do not correspond. That means that you guys are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it. <laughs> So, so wait, could you guys, could you guys do a three-legged race on skateboards because of the way that your feet are? Oh, that'd be cool, actually. (laughs) You you just have a one and a half skateboards. (laughs) And no teeth. Like a, a wide skateboard where your legs are just like attached to it and each other. And then you're just pushing off. It'd be like a long board, but it'd be a wide board. Yeah. And not fun at all. You could do a longboard. You could you could do front and back, and you like, like like rowing, like roller skates that are welded together. <laughs> Why don't we just get some rollerblades and a big rubber band, and then we'll all have a great time? Oh, wow, that's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> so I just want Guys, to bring this our... up real quick. Pushing yes. Mongo is when you keep you push with the leading foot, and you keep your rear foot on the back of the board. Right. And okay. Mongo that's and Goofy pushing... footed sometimes get like switched around in the lexicon but Jim i just wanted to make that clarification because it's important it is important okay. is there an apo- what do you call the opposite of mongo regular but that's all regular foot i mean is regular that, also the opposite skating. of goofy foot i think so well i, I mean, think skaters have a nomenclature problem uh, well yeah i, I mean, imagine they're not super concerned with that right yeah because like, they, they just ostracize mongo pushers and they don't well, Mongo also, pushing is and also, weird. And they ostracize <laughs> scholars. They, I feel like <laughs> sk- skaters ostracize anyone who would try to document or formalize anything that they were doing, right? No, it's because they document. always have dumbass names for everything. And I mean, they, every they are movie. No, and I guess they appreciate the, the, VH, the VHS videos. cameraman. Yeah. 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 But, but that guy doesn't... And that the fisheye like lens as strong writing a schema. <laughs> that guy's not like producing a glossary, right? Hmm. What's our next assignment, guys? Uh, become a great artist in just 10 seconds. Okay. I think that we're going to actually all be able to play that because it is only going to take 10 seconds. Gosh, I it's hope true. I can learn. Yep. Maybe, a- maybe you need to play how to forget being a great artist. <laughs> only 10 seconds. 10 we seconds. can help you out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a hammer and some okay. cocaine. <laughs> you hit the po- cocaine with a hammer. And then wait, what? a hammer and cocaine. Yep. Okay. 
Ah, guys, uh, I think that uh, we've gone on a little too long to do listener's mail, but I have a feeling it's not going to take us all that long to talk about this next assignment. So next mm. week, we will definitely do some listener's mail. Yeah, because- Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us some of that listener's mail, how would they do it? They could tweet us at video games. Hot dog is not the right thing. At VG hot dog. Uh, you could uh, email us. VG- it's been a while yeah. since we did this. Jesus huh? Christ. <laughs> uh, email us at uh vghotdog at gmail.com is that right yeah and then you can go to our website videogameshotdog.com done that's all of it that's it that's all of it that's all of the ways that's all of the ways guys uh i've had a fantastic time doing this episode of video games hot dog with you thanks for joining us rachel Mm -hmm. thank you and i hope we can all do this again real soon and listeners i hope you come back and listen the next time we do and until then Keep your feet in the microwave and keep licking the couch. See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Jesus, I'm sorry, Wes. He's only talking about the microphone. We're not... This is not going to make it onto the show. All right. Okay. Or isn't it?